Welcome to the start of a new season and the start of a new era for Loveland Tigers football here on ESP Media, powered by Sidearm Sports. I am Jason Griefer, so delighted to be here with you from Sycamore as the Tigers take on the Aves to kick off the 2019 season. Joining me here today on the broadcast, the newest member of the ESP Media team, Brock Faulkner. And uh, Brock, we had a brief conversation, just kind of it, the basic introductions back and forth, and uh, you had a very fancy way to uh, spell your name if you could relay that to our fans out there checking us out. It's very complicated, Faulkner. Lay that out for us, please. Yeah, so, uh, you know, growing up, all my teachers asked me how to spell the last name. Um, you know, I always use the football term as Marshall Falk, and then just add an er at the end of it. Uh, See? Pretty simple. See, that's, that, that's, e that's easy enough out there, folks. So Brock will be with us all season long for Loveland Tigers football. And uh, glad to be bringing Loveland Tigers football here to you this season. And we got to thank the, the Loveland Boosters for making that possible for not only today but the entire 2019 season. So we're excited to be on board and excited for a new era in Loveland football after struggles the last few years. Loveland goes out. If you want to hire somebody from a top-tier program in Cincinnati, Moeller's a place to – that generally you want to take a look at. That's where Andy Cruz comes from now here in his first season as head coach, kind of injecting a new energy into the Sloven program that's been a, it's been down a little bit the last few years going back to the uh, 2013 state title. Yeah, um, you know, I know he's uh, bringing over the spread offense, kind of changing that up from the past uh, past couple years here. So what's better for a new coach, new offense, and a new year? And he's bringing a new quarterback with him as well, Calvin Cloud, transferring from Moeller. Here to Loveland, big guy, six foot five, which you don't see a lot at the high school level. It's gonna make it tougher opposing teams to bring him down. Got to have some help up front and with some weapons around him. He has that in one of the better tailbacks in the ECC and Liam Hamill, almost 1,300 yards and 12 touchdowns last year. That's gonna be a big asset. Take some of the load off a of cloud early on. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, you have a quarterback that big. Um, he definitely has a presence back there behind the line, and he can see what he's doing. So even if they are shutting the run game down, you know maybe they can get uh, Liam Hamill outside in the flats and uh, give him the ball a little bit and let him work in the open. And of course, taking well, the Tigers taking on the Sycamore Aviators out of the Greater Miami Conference, six and four on the season last year. Scott Dottillo still the head coach here. One interesting changeup for Sycamore. We talked about the addition of Calvin Cloud from Moeller to Loveland. Well, Sycamore has to break in a new signal caller. Is there, man? Drew Altamil transferred from Sycamore to Moeller. So funny how things work out. So both teams here today breaking in new quarterbacks. Andrew Fear, we think, will take the reps today for Sycamore. He's been with the program, but nevertheless, now if that's the case, he's your number one signal caller. So interesting on both sides how new quarterbacks fit in. We had the coin toss a little while ago here. Still got about a minute and a half or so before kickoff happens. And uh, Sycamore won the toss and deferred. So we'll get our look immediately at this overhauled Loveland Tigers offense. And overhauling the offense, priority one for Andy Cruz for a Loveland team that scored just 16 points per game last season. In fact, in seven of the 10 games, scored 14 or less which will contribute a lot of times to a struggle, struggling season, and that was the case last year for Loveland at just 1-9, and nine, the only win being a 24-0 win over Withrow. These two teams met early in the season a year ago, Sycamore winning comfortably 33-13. to 13. Brock, how important is it for you 
in your mind for Loveland to come off to and get off to a good start here on this opening drive? Maybe not necessarily punch in the end zone, but move the ball on offense. Yeah, um, you know, they have uh, – ev- everybody knows Loveland from last year. Uh, they know they've kind of redid things with the new coach, new quarterback, new system. So even – not even getting it in the end zone, but as long as you can move the ball, show, you know, it's not the same old team as last year. We're not going to, uh, you know, be pushed around as much. Um, that'll might set the Aviators back a little bit and make it for a real more uh, interesting game. Loveland wear on the road, white uniforms, orange numerals with black helmets on top, white stripe in the middle of the black helmet. Sycamore wearing the home green uniforms with gold helmets and lettering. And we are just about set to kick off. Jack Farron will kick. Liam Hamill, one of the better return men in the ECC a year ago. He is back deep and will await the kick alongside DeMargo Johnson. It's late August. It's time for football in the Buckeye State. Johnson will take it at the three-yard line. Bobble the catch. He'll field it at the two. Going up the left side across the 10 to the 15. Eludes one tackler. Johnson with a move up near the 30-yard line. Great job by Johnson to make something out of nothing. Turn a potential disaster play into a nice return. And it'll set Loveland up just on the opposite side of the 30-yard line. And we'll get our first look at this Tigers offense. Calvin Cloud, the signal caller, six foot five junior. See just over everybody on that offensive line. He'll line up with five wide receivers on the first play. Three to his right, two to his left. He makes a check on the line. He'll get the first snap. And Cloud. Into the middle, that's incomplete. Looking for Bailey Jackson across the middle. Two Aviator defenders there in the way, and the first pass for of the season for Loveland falls incomplete. Again, a spread offense this will be this season for the Tigers. And no huddle this will be as Cloud gets the signal from the sideline. Hamill goes into the backfield to Cloud's right on second down. Cloud with the hard count. And allows the sidelines to get a check on the Sycamore defense. Sycamore showing a tight box inside. Eight in the box at the moment. Now Hamill moves to Cloud's left on second and ten. Hamill play fake. Cloud read option and the wrong decision by Cloud as three aviators come in to wipe him out. Led by Noah Blaze, one of their star two-way players. It'll be a loss back to the 28-yard line, making it third and 14. Cloud, indecisive a bit on the play, decided to keep it himself, and there were three yellow helmets waiting for him. So a third and long. Cloud from the gun will have four receivers to his right, one to his left. Cloud looking right, steps up, fires down the field, wants a shot in the slot. That is incomplete. Just off the fingertip of Tyler Lake. Being challenged out down the seam by Keegan Glass, and it's a three and out for the Tigers on the opening series of the season. Yeah, the offensive line did do a pretty good job of uh, protecting him there and allowing his receiver to get a good 20, 25 yards down the field. A nice job by Cloud as well. I would say to step up in that in that instance too. Ethan Lund will be back to punt the ball away. Jordan McConnell will await at the 40-yard line. Snaps over the head. Over his head, a flag on the near side. Snap goes into the end zone. Lund will fall on it for initially what we believe will be a safety, but there was a flag on the near side. 
line judge called a flag right at the line of scrimmage, so we'll see what that is before we put two points on the board for the Aves. Illegal procedure against Loveland, so a disastrous start is in fact for the Tigers. Three and out, and a snap goes over the punter's head into the end zone for a safety, so Sycamore just 50 second, 57 seconds into the game, beg your pardon, leads two to nothing. Not the start Andy Cruz wants in his debut at Loveland. Yeah, absolutely. Um, we knew he was going to run the spread offense, and um, that's exactly what he's doing here with the five wide sets. Um, it's unfortunate that that punt, the snap went right over the punter's head there. And not much he could do with it other than fall on it in the end zone. And Ethan Lund is not a small cookie either. He stands six foot three, so you, you know you really got to have some lift on that snap to get it over his head. So it'll be a free kick to Sycamore, and they should be set up an outstanding field position. Lund had no choice to fall on in the end zone. Otherwise, there were two green shirts waiting there to pounce on it for what would have been a touchdown. So Lund making the only play he could. And a smart play. A lot of, a lot of young guys maybe try and pick that up and do something with it. With Lund, just a sophomore, realizing he was a complete danger, just smothers it and gives up the safety. So the kick will come from the 20-yard line. And Logan Farnsworth, the, now the kicker for the Tigers this season, will tow it up. Saw spot duty as a kicker a year ago. He was two for three on extra points. And Sycamore will have three returners. Blaze McConnell and also William Engel from left to right. And before we can get the kickoff, another whistle, and I believe we're going to have another procedure penalty against, or a delay, actually, against Loveland. And you don't you don't like to see that, especially off of a free kick, off of a safety. You get a delay a game. So it'll back Loveland up to the 15-yard line for the kick. And Sycamore, if they can get any kind of return off of this free kick, should set up in Loveland territory. Good crowd here at Sycamore on both sides. See a bunch of students from both sides wearing togas. I don't know if, it, if, it's, if it's Greek night here or what. I just want a toga chant. If we're going to wear the togas, we need the toga chant. Anyway, back to football. Farnsworth's going to send this one deep, and McConnell will let it bounce to him at his own 28-yard line. McConnell straight up the middle. And he will get popped at about his own 47-yard line. So not quite to midfield, but nevertheless, terrific field position for the Aves to begin this ball game. Looks like Andrew Fair will be the signal caller for Sycamore. Saw backup duty last season, but now the number one signal caller now that the previous man has transferred to Moeller. So he will be there in the gun. He will have Engel to his left behind. One receiver to the near side. And Fair getting a 
last word with the official before we begin play, and now he's ready to go. His two wingbacks on either side. Now one comes in motion. That's McConnell, the fake there. Fair's going to take that, keep it himself and go off right side. He'll get to about midfield and be stood up there by a host of Loveland Tigers and some chippiness early on, as you might expect. Both teams really fired up to get themselves going this season. You get to a point there, Brock, where you just, you're tired of hitting the Saint, your teammates. You want to go out and hit somebody in another uniform. Yeah, absolutely. Um, week one, everybody always seems to have a, a little extra jump in their step and you know, as long as you got to keep it in between the whistles, uh, everything's going to be all right. McConnell in motion, going to the right now. He'll take the, ha the handoff on the sweep. Right side, McConnell has a first down into Loveland territory and is roped down just shy of the 35-yard line. It'll be a first down for Sycamore at the Loveland 36. 10-16 remaining here in the opening frame, and Sycamore quickly to the line. Loveland in a 3-4 set defensively. McConnell in motion coming left side. He has the ball again, cuts up field. McConnell across the 25, eludes one man inside the 20 and brought down at the 15-yard line for another first down. Ian Davis for Loveland brings it down at the 15, but simple jet sweep motion, Brock, to both sides, and right now McConnell taking care of business. McConnell, another outstanding all-purpose back yeah, on this team back from a year ago. Yeah, those linemen... Uh for the Aviators, they're very athletic guys up front, and they keep getting to the second level of the level of defense. Angle well. now breaking tackles, and he's inside the five to the three-yard line. It'll be first and goal for Sycamore, and they're just moving right through and around this Loveland defense, and they're quickly to the line on first and goal. Farrell will go from the pistol, and he'll give it to Engel again. Right side, and Engel walks into the end zone for an easy touchdown for the Aviators. Way too easy down the field Absolutely. on the opening sequence. Absolutely. They're, uh, the blocking up front by Sycamore has been tremendous on this drive. Jack, Jack Farron. Jack Farron on for the extra point. The left-footed kicker. That's always fun. Low snap. Fair is able to hold it. Boots it up and boots it through. 9.40 remaining in the first quarter. It is all Sycamore thus far. A botch on a punt leads to a safety. And after the free kick, Sycamore marches down the field. And William Engel in from three yards out. It's Sycamore 9, Loveland nothing here on ESP Media, powered by Sidearm Sports. This is Jerry Snodgrass, Executive Director of the Ohio High School Athletic Association. One of my long-standing goals is to help people understand that high school sports are about so much more than wins and losses. The OHSAA promotes education-based athletics, where sports are an extension of the classroom. Our schools all want to win. There's no doubt about it. But at the end of the day, it's all about sportsmanship, leadership, and making certain that academics are a priority. Thank you for your support of high school sports in Ohio. Back to Sycamore. It is all aviators thus far. 9.40 remaining in the first quarter, and they lead Loveland 9 to nothing. Loveland will get a second crack at the ball after a three and out on the opening possession. And an eventual 
bad snap on a punt leading to a second more safety. The deep kick hit, taken by Hamill at his own two-yard line. Liam Hamill runs into his own man at the 20-yard line and falls forward to the 25. He went right to the back of Jackson as he was trying to make a cut. Jackson got in his way and really threw everything off, and Hamill eventually went down at about the 25-yard line. Loveland all out of sorts to begin this ballgame. Jackson was trying to lead the way and just, for whatever reason, got right in Hamill's path. So he heads out, does Jackson. Hamill stays on the field, and the rest of the Tigers' offense will join him. Three receivers to the to the right. Now one moves in to the line. Austin Lodor moves from the slot to the de facto tight end on the right side of the line. Now Hamill moves from Cloud's right to his left. 9.32 remaining in the first quarter from the 25. Hamill's going to take the hand off this side. Cuts up the middle. Liam Hamill first down and more across the 35 to the 37-yard line. Nice play there off the right side. Good blocking, bringing Loder in from that slot spot to the tight end position. Cleared the way and a 12-yard gain for Liam Hamill, and the Tigers right back to the line. Hamill now gets put into the slot. So four receivers to Cloud's left, one to the right on first down. He'll swing it out wide to Hamill on the left side. Liam Hamill cutting to the outside. May get back to the line of scrimmage and not much else as he was bumped down out wide by Nick Stevenson, the senior linebacker for Sycamore. We talked about before the kickoff there, Brock. Not a bad idea to get Hamill involved early, get help keep your quarterback comfortable. Yeah, absolutely, and those short passes too. You know, kind of get them uh, feel for the ball in a you know, positive place. Cloud rolling to his right, has trip receivers to that side. Pass out, it is complete and caught by Ethan Lund across the 40 to the 42-yard line. Maybe third and five. Another simple and easy throw for Cloud to make early on. Yep, try to get him comfortable back there. and Kind of get the offense into a little bit of a rhythm, especially after the, the way the drive went there last series. It'll be third and five from the 42. Empty backfield for Cloud. He'll look to the sideline for a check. Plenty of time, 20 on the play clock, 8.35 remaining in the first quarter. Now Lodor comes into the right side as a de facto tight end spot. Cloud looking left. Lob down the side. He's got Hamill out there, and Hamill couldn't hang on to it. The ball fluttered just a bit, but still a very catchable ball, and Hamill was behind the defense and dropped it. It'll result in another punting situation for Loveland. Yeah, Cloud there showed tremendous poise there in the pocket with uh, the Aviator defender coming free off the edge and just stared him down while he threw that bullet across the middle there. That's a ball Liam Hamill, he's going to have nightmares about because if he hauls that in, he's gone to the house. So it results in a punting situation, and this was an adventure before for Loveland. The last time out, Jake Katsanis snapped it over Lund's head. This time the snap is perfect, and Lund will send it away. Fluttering towards the left sideline, towards the Loveland bench, it'll go out at that point at the Sycamore 35-yard line. Well, we've got a moment here. It's a brand new season, Loveland Tigers football. Big thanks to the Loveland Boosters for help making this possible. And also Assistant Athletic Director Eric Fry. He's here in attendance today as well. We know he, he, he's tuned into the broadcast and as passionate of a man as, as high school sports as you'll find in the Cincinnati area, and we appreciate him and all of his support he's provided with us here 
to bring this season to you here on ESP Media. Aviators offense back on the field. McConnell coming in motion, and that'll be a false start called there, I believe, against Sycamore as it looked like the entire line got moving before the center did. And that'll back the Aviators back up to the 30-yard line. Sycamore marched right down the field on a 53-yard drive off of the free kick following the safety for the touchdown in the previous possession. We'll see how they do now backed up on their own 30. McConnell in motion off the high snap. Fair. Fair. Once it deep shot down the field. It is hauled in at the 35-yard line of Loveland. What a great catch by Markwell Fisher to high point the ball and go over two Tigers defenders to pull it down. A gain of 35. And Sycamore quickly to the line, now in Tigers territory. Engel gets the handoff, breaks the tackle of one. William Engel has a first down and more inside the 20. Engel to the edge, to the 10, to the 5. He dives for the pylon. He's in for the touchdown. So after the procedure penalty, Loveland takes two plays to go 70 yards to extend their lead. With 8.01 to play in the first quarter, it is now 15 to nothing in favor of Sycamore. Once again, the Aviators make it look easy. Farron on for the point after try. Snap is down. Pressure in there, but Farron got it off and sent it through the uprights. It is all Sycamore still to start this season. 8.01 to play in the first quarter. It is Aviators 16. Tigers nothing here on ESP Media powered by Sidearm Sports. Abco Pavement Services LLC has been doing commercial asphalt, concrete, and ceiling work since 1962 in the tri-state area. Our valued customers include Home Depot, United Dairy Farmers, CB Richard Ellis, Town Properties, and Fifth Third Bank, to name a few. We strive to provide professional service, communication, and project management for all of your commercial concrete and pavement maintenance needs. Go Abco Pavement Services. Welcome back to Sycamore. It is all Aviators leading Loveland 16 to nothing. And the sense a little bit of tightness right now from the Tigers, Brock, but also part of it too. Team speed right now early on clearly in favor of the Aviators. Absolutely. And um, I think the big plays are kind of taking a toll on the Loveland Tigers here. You know, the line has to run 10, 20 yards downfield after almost every play it seems like. Um, so they're kind of catching them off guard. Farron sends the kick to the five-yard line where Hamill will take it. Bobbled initially, but is able to recover. Hamill across the 25, runs into two Sycamore Aviators and is buried at the 26-yard line. Popped right there by Nick Stevenson. Again, those two meet. Give Hamill credit for trying to stick his nose in there and 
show a little aggression on the play, but sometimes on a play like that, you got to try and make a move to one side or the other. Going straight forward doesn't work all the time on a kickoff return, and it worked in Sycamore's favor on that sequence. So Loveland will have the ball again on their own 28-yard line with 7.55 remaining in the first quarter and trailing 16 to nothing. Calvin Cloud evaluates, has five receivers, three to his left, two to his right. About the worst start you could have if you're head coach Andy Cruz in your debut. Cloud, they want the screen set up over the middle. It is caught, but nowhere to move. Caught by Bailey Jackson, but he is buried immediately and, in fact, will lose about a half a yard. Quickly back to the line is Cloud. Hamill swings out wide. Cloud pressured and down. Kai Williams with the sack as he went right around Preston Kells, the right tackle, and brought down Cloud. Williams, one of their better returning defenders for the Aviators. Had two sacks all of last year, gets one on opening night here. It is third down and a mile for Cloud now. Five receivers, steps up. Cloud still evaluating, wants it down the field. Lund is out there, tipped, and nearly into the hands of Lund before it falls incomplete. Two aviators fought each other for it and nearly deflected it over their heads into the hands of Ethan Lund, but he couldn't find it. It falls incomplete, and another three and out for the Tigers. Yeah, that was a dangerous pass there over the middle in the double coverage, and Lunder threw him a little bit. One of the aviators could have came out with that ball. They had a solid 15, 20 yards to start headed back toward the, their end zone. And it looks to me right now the pressure from the Sycamore front really bothering Cloud. He's getting he's stepping up, which is fine, but he's not able to step in and, and really put some aggression on his throws. Yeah, they are definitely uh, up front. They are definitely causing some problems there for Cloud. Lund with the punt and a shank. As I think he hit off the toe of his foot, it will be downed at the Loveland 39-yard line. It will be a 16-yard punt. 6.48 remaining in the first quarter, and just about everything that could go wrong has gone wrong for the Tigers as it puts Sycamore in business once again with a short field to go, and so far Loveland's defense has not offered much in the way of resistance as we talked about just a speed on the side of the Aviators thus far. Fair comes out in the pistol, has McConnell behind. And also has, before we can get the snap, we've got a flag on the play and a procedure infraction again against Sycamore. So the penalty will back the Aviators up to the 43. Clouds overhead as the sun sets. We had some nasty storms come through a few hours ago. We thought it could play havoc with not only the game but our broadcast here, but they have since departed and a beautiful night for football. There from the pistol. Hands off to McConnell, left side. McConnell cuts through one man. McConnell dances it out across the 35 to the 33-yard line, so give him a gain of 10 on sec on first and 15. Uh, move it to the 33, so it'll make it second and four, actually. So a gain of 11. 
So fair this time now from the from the gun. We'll have Demir Celestin to his right. Loveland showing pressure up front. Celestin has it right up the middle. He'll have a first down to the 26-yard line. That's just grounded pound football. Hand it off, let the big fella go right up front and move the chains. Yeah, absolutely. They've been running a lot of plays, you know, to the uh, outside in the flats. And that time they just lined up, went straight up the middle, and outpowered Loveland's defensive line there to get that first down. Zach Owens fired in off the left side for Loveland, but just could not get there. Fair quickly to it. Left side has it complete, and a receiver slipped as he caught it. Able to hang on to it, though, at the 20-yard line is Fisher. Tried to cut back inside and slipped as he did it. But nevertheless, another positive gain for Sycamore, gain of six to the 20-yard line, just inside the 20 of Loveland. Six minutes remaining in the first quarter. Fair with a quick check to the sideline to get an adjustment. And now Celestine will move behind Fair to the pistol. High snap, option to the left. Celestine had to hang on to it. It was a high and wide snap. Good job by him just to keep possession of it as he was hit immediately by Mujanai. I beg your pardon, that was Hatfield. But Reese Hatfield for Loveland made the play in the backfield. Tough handle, though, by Celestine as the pressure was coming in on fair on the option. So maybe a loss of about a half a yard to the 20-yard line. It'll be third down and four for Sycamore. Fair. Play fake, looking to his right. Pressure is there, and Fair is going down. Wheeler is in again as a Sycamore player loses his helmet. It actually was Fair as he is sacked back at the 25-yard line. So good pressure by Loveland on the last couple of plays. It bring, it's going to bring up a fourth down from the 25-yard line. From here, you're looking at about a 43-yard field goal try, and it looks like Sycamore will indeed let Jack Farron try it from about 43. As he sets the mark down, it'll actually be, we'll call it 42. Jordan McConnell will hold. Jordan Andrew Fair lost the, the helmet, so he had to come out for the play. Snap is down, Farron from 42. It is fl fluttering towards the uprights, and it is good. Impressive kick for Jack Farron as he boots one through from 42 yards out to extend the Sycamore lead. 4.57 reigning in the first quarter. It is now Sycamore 19, Loveland nothing here on ESP Media, powered by Sidearm Sports. Budget Door of Cincinnati has you covered. We specialize in repair and installation of commercial doors, security gates, and dock levelers. With affordable rates, 24-hour commercial service, and free replacement quotes, Budget Door can help you with any of your dock or door projects. Have an issue with your home garage door or opener? Budget Door can help with that, too. Servicing the tri-state area for over 30 years, Budget Door offers quality service at a budget price. Call 513-851-6644 to schedule your door repair or replacement today. Welcome back. Aviators tack on three more. 42-yard field goal from Jack Farron to make it 19 to nothing over Loveland with 4.57 remaining. But good response, though, Brock, from Loveland after the poor punt. Second more starts at Loveland's 39-yard line, and they hold him to a 42-yard field goal. That's, that's progress, given how the game has started off for the Tigers. Yeah, absolutely. Um, they need to build on that defensive stand. And that their offense is close. The quarterback's getting time. He's making some good passes. Um, they're close to really turning it around here. Short kick will be fielded by 
the up man for Loveland, Zach Owens, cutting to his right. Owens nearly had the ball stripped from behind. He has taken down the 31-yard line. He held on to it. Topher Gold comes in for the stop for Sycamore. And stoppage of play here. Not sure if we have an injury. Yes, we do. A Sycamore aviator down to a knee as we were just getting ready to start this next sequence. It's been rapid fire from both sides. Neither side is even considered a huddle thus far. And uh, youngster coming off the field there. That's Apollo Ford, one of Sycamore's best defenders, a star linebacker. And he comes off kind of holding his right shoulder. Training staff looking at him as he comes off. And he'll get looked at and hopefully return to action. So Tigers with the football from their own 31-yard line, trailing 19 to nothing. Still four minutes and 50 seconds remaining in the first quarter in the Loveland student section across the way trying to get their team going. Hamill moves from the slot spot to the backfield. Snap directly to Hamill on the left side. He breaks through the first line of defense. Liam Hamill out to the 40-yard line and a gain of nine on the play. Clever play there by Andy Cruz. Direct snap to the tailback. Again, we talked about Get it in the hands of your best playmaker. Yeah, absolutely, and a, a little trickery, but at the same time, not too much to where you can confuse your own team. Hamill breaks through on the handoff this time for a first down across the 45 to the 47-yard line, and like the toughness from Liam Hamill, not putting a lot of moves on guys. He's just lower on the shoulder and trying to di directly move men out of his way instead of trying to juke them out. Yep, and he hops right back up and wants to go right back to business the very next play. He was first team all ECC a year ago, looking to build on that campaign in his senior year. He gets the handoff again with a man trying to clear the way. Not much doing that. He'll get to the 49-yard line for a gain of a couple. Being led by Gabe Hester, the freshman on that line. Pulled over from his left guard spot. Now left tackle, beg your pardon. Impressive there, too. You don't see that a lot of true freshmen starting at left tackle at this level. They got a lot of confidence in him, and now uh, time on the field. Not sure. Uh, Hamill's, Hamill's tying is retying the, uh, the, the cleat, so that'll be a stoppage in play, and they'll let him get reset before we resume play. 3.54 remaining in the first quarter, and Loveland trying to break through into Sycamore territory. We take the delay and we enjoy this gorgeous weather out here. I would say probably mid to upper 60 degrees. Little bit of a wind, just enough to make you notice it. Beautiful night. Hamill gets the snap on the direct snap. He re reties the shoe. Outside, gets through one man, trying to get to the edge. Hamill lowers the shoulder and he's into Sycamore territory at the 46 yard line. He's tough to bring down. Absolutely. He's He's not overly big, but he, he makes sure he stays low, and you know he's he's balanced. And whether he's juking or that you know that play we saw him juke a couple times, but for the most part he just lowers his head and goes right through him. Hamill's listed at 185, and Cloud comes up, and tries to take a direct snap on third down and three, trying to catch a Sycamore Aviators defense napping and trying to sneak it for first. He won't get there. It'll be about a yard shy. And a fourth and about one at the 44-yard line, and I, I would think, given the situation here, that Andy Cruz is going to go for this. I mean, you have to. Um, this is the, the best drive you've had so far. You're moving the ball. Um, you need to get the ball in the hands of your best player and let him get that yard for you. Maybe another direct snap to Hamill here. It's fourth and one for the Tigers. 
Instead, it'll be a handoff to Hamill. He'll have the first down into the second level across the 40 to the 39-yard line. I tell you, Hamill's listed at 185 pounds. Right now, Brock, he's running like he's like he's 220. Absolutely. He's not afraid to run into anybody, lineman, linebacker. Um, he, he puts his head down almost every play, and he'll run it right at you. Tigers quickly line, five wide, throw to the near side, over the head of the intended target, Tyler Lake, and incomplete. I think Cloud just kind of rushed the throw. And then since they were trying to get Lake on the near side for the receiver screen, it'll be second down. Look like Cloud never really secured the ball in his hands, was so anxious to get rid of it. And just trying to get Cloud settled down. And I think that's why we've seen so much of Liam Hamill early on. And now a timeout going to be called by the Aviators. 2.31 remaining in the first quarter. We'll step aside for a brief timeout. Loveland Tigers driving, still trailing 19 to nothing here on ESP Media, powered by Sidearm Sports. Enjoying tonight's broadcast but missed the first 30 minutes? No need to worry. Appointment listening for all ESP Media broadcasts can be found at soundcloud.com backslash ESP Media or subscribe to our podcast on iTunes. Search for ESP Media. Appointment listening by ESP Media since 2010. Welcome back out of the Sycamore timeout. Loveland has the ball, second and 10 at the Sycamore 39-yard line, trailing 19 to nothing. And before the play can be commenced, we have a whistle. And now an official timeout. Not sure what that the reasoning was for that, but we're back to action. Not sure if an official just wasn't set in his position or what have you, but sometimes you'll have that with teams wanting to go in hyper speed with the offense. So Loveland has five receivers, three to the right side, to the left of Calvin Cloud. Hamill is to the right in the slot position. Cloud gets the snap, looking right side, just dead to rights. He had four green shirts in his mug before he could even take a breath, and he has dropped back at the 47-yard line. That's one of those lookout blocks in that sequence where your linemen just turn around and yell, look out, and Cloud had nowhere to go. Absolutely, and he did a great job, I thought, there to hold on to the ball. He got hit by two defenders at the same time right after he got the snap. There's nothing he could do. One of them being Apollo Ford, who went out with the injury a little while ago, so good to see him back. So now it's third and long. Cloud, coming again. Hit behind, over the middle, had Hamill, but the throw just off target as Ford came in again off the blind side, working against that true freshman, Gabe Hebster. Gabe Hester, beg your pardon. And right now, just a mismatch there, the senior against the freshman. That's experience working against the Tigers. And a good drive stalled by some good pressure by the Sycamore defensive line. It'll result in a punt as Lund will look to make up for the 16-yarder he had on the previous try. Good snap. Lund gets this one off. Uh, wobbler toward the Sycamore sideline. Another poor punt. And we'll see where it's marked at. I think a generous spot in favor of the Tigers initially. Now they'll move forward to the 30-yard line. That's where it'll be. 
And co coaching staff talking to Ethan Lund. He knows it wasn't a good punt, so it's back-to-back -back poor punts from Lund. Sycamore back on offense. They'll do a field goal in their last possession. Sycamore has been totally relaxed from the get-go of this one. Fair from the gun. He's going to keep it himself on the read option. Going to cut into the middle and is eventually met by about six black helmets. He still won't go down. A helmet came off again inside the pile. It's fair again, so he will have to come out for one play. Maybe a check of the chin strap there. That's the second time Fair's lost his helmet. So, again, safety rule, which anybody should be able to get behind. He has to automatically come out for one play. Yeah, it looks like they're loosening the helmet or tightening the helmet there on the sidelines right now. And the helmet itself, not just the chin strap. So, because he's out, William Engel, the running back, will take the snap. On second down, he will hand it off to Celestine across the 40. That should be enough for a Sycamore first down with a minute 15 to go in the first quarter. And Fair is immediately back on the field. The way he's still adjusting, it almost looks like, Rock, like that helmet may be a size too big for him. Yeah, I mean, he, he definitely he tightened the chin strap there, but it still I mean, moves around. That's, that's bobblehead-like. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, reminiscent of a... One of the angry quarterbacks here in ESP Media, Tony Pike, former UC. Great, you'll hear him at halftime. Celestine gets the handoff off the right side and loots one tackler into Loveland territory. He's near a first down, should have it at the 47-yard line. And more missed tackles for the Tigers, costing him as Sycamore continues to move the chains. Yeah, that was a great cut by him in the backfield to elude the, the one tackler coming off the end. Quickly back to the line are the Aves. Fair, back to throw this time. Left side, wants his man out there. That's Fisher, high point the ball, just let him too far to the sideline. It falls incomplete. He was being defended by Cody Charles. It'll be second down. It was a good throw, though, the back shoulder. You know, he put the ball only where Fisher could get it, and the defender never really had a chance to even deflect it, so they got lucky he dropped it there. That's a great point. It was either Fisher was going to catch it or nobody was. So even though it was a bit of a wobbler coming off his hands, the accuracy is still there. That's a great point. Second and 10 at the 47-yard line, 34 seconds to go in the first quarter. It has been all Aviators leading 19 to nothing. McConnell in motion, takes it on the sweep. Left side, trying to cut it back into the middle. Eludes a couple of men, still trying to work his way back where he's from. McConnell just too slippery to bring down. He has another first down at the 34-yard line. And you know, you're the Loveland coaching staff. What do you do on a play like that, McConnell? So different than the other Sycamore tailbacks. He's low, he's small, he's speedy, and so elusive, and he gets the first down. Fair in the gun, looking right side with the throw. High, but caught. Out on the far side by Gordy Anapal. It'll be a gain of about five to the 29-yard line, and should be and now is the final play of the first quarter in one Loveland's coaching staff and players would soon for, rather forget. We have, we're about to go to the second quarter here at Sycamore. It is Sycamore 19, Loveland nothing. You're listening to Tigers football here on ESP Media, powered by Sidearm Sports. Looking for future leaders we can believe in? Look no further than the high school student-athletes right here in Ohio. 
High school sports teach young people how to be effective leaders. It includes learning to listen, accepting responsibility, being a good role model, and it's about respect. The result, it transcends sports. It gives us hope for the future. This message presented by the Ohio High School Athletic Association and the Ohio Interscholastic Athletic Administrators Association. Second quarter about to begin. Team switch sides. So now Sycamore moving to our right. From on top of the press box here at Sycamore, leading 19 to nothing. Yeah. Like to see, hey Brock, as we get the second quarter started, maybe to see Loveland just kind of settle down. Feel a lot of nerves, it seemed like, very tight in the first quarter were the Tigers. Yep, they're trying to be perfect. And football is not a perfect game. Um, they, like you said, just relax and Honestly, the best way is just go out and hit somebody. Find somebody, hit them, get the ball, and, you know, force them to go three and out here and try to get a stop and, you know, force the kicker to try to hit another long field goal. It is second and five from the Tigers' 29-yard line. Fair has will take it from the pistol with Celestine behind him. McConnell coming in motion from right to left. Celestine will get it up the middle, cutting to the right side. He'll have a first down across the 25 to the 23-yard line. So tough because McConnell is so elusive coming across on the jet sweep. You can do so many things off of that, and it results in a first down for Celestine. And the ball we spot at the 23-yard line, and they will line up in the pistol again with McConnell to the right again. We'll see if he comes in motion. Celestine behind. Here comes McConnell. Celestine gets it straight up the middle, lowers the shoulder, and he'll be to about the 16-yard line, give him seven on the play. Yeah, they have so much motion there in the backfield. Loveland's doing a pretty decent job of staying in their in their gaps and hitting them as soon as they can, but they're picking up a full head of steam before they get there. Both teams getting set. Again, we've not seen any sniff of a huddle in the game, which if you like the spread offense, this is your kind of game. McConnell goes in motion, takes the handoff this time, going out to the left side, evades one man, trying to get all the way out to the edge, and... Bangs into a Tigers defender and should have the first down on the play. He collided out wide with Kentrell Garrett. And it looked like Garrett was trying to play a little, little tough, tough guy there, trying to throw a shoulder to McConnell, but the smaller McConnell is showing his strength to be able to keep upright and move the chains. I think if Garrett just tries to go for the safe tackle there, he probably gets him short of the line to gain. But nevertheless, it's a first down again for Sycamore. Ball we spotted at the Loveland 13-yard line as the Aviators look to extend their lead. Celestine now to the right of Fair from the gun. Celestine gets the handoff left side, cuts up the middle. Celestine inside the five. He'll be down at the one-yard line, and Sycamore is knocking on the door again. And this drive, since we started the second quarter, Brock, a lot of this stuff is just straight smash-mouth football right up the gut. Yep, absolutely. They're 
getting the ball in the backfield and picking up full heads of steam and hitting their gaps. Um, the Aviators offensive line is doing a great job here of blocking. Another, stop, another stoppage in play for an official timeout. The ball spotted at the one-yard line and with the stoppage in play. Not sure what the delay was there. Helpful, though. It gives both teams a chance to get their goal line personnel in. Now we're about to be set. Fair is actually off the field at the moment. It looks like McConnell looks like he's going to take the snap from the pistol with Engle behind. Two wing backs, receiver to the near side. Man goes in motion from left to right. That's Kelly, or Sally, the tight end. Beg your pardon. McConnell hands off to Engle, right side, trying to push his way in, and he does for the Sycamore touchdown. Good job by the Loveland Tigers to stand up Engle as he got to the goal line, but just too much strength carries him over the edge for another Aviators touchdown. Yeah, absolutely. They, Loveland did a good job there kind of trying to shed their blocks and hitting them, but unfortunately when you're only one yard out to begin with, it's kind of hard to stop them to get them in the end zone. Jack Farron on for the extra point. He has been perfect thus far on the day. Waits, ball is down, and Farron sends that one up, and this one is perfect as well. So Sycamore continues to pull away from the Tigers. 10-39 remaining in the second quarter. It is all Sycamore. They lead Loveland 26 to nothing here on ESP Media, powered by Sonic Sports. At Robert Half, we know finding the right employees is a job in itself, and it's a job we love. You see, Robert Half isn't just a staffing firm. We're people, people who believe in finding the right people to fit your company's needs. Because employees who are a good fit are more productive, more engaged. Finding a great candidate isn't easy, but at Robert Half, we know it's possible. Robert Half, the experts in accounting, finance, IT, legal, marketing, and administrative staffing. Learn more at roberthalf.com slash radio. Ten thirty-nine remaining in the second quarter and has been all Sycamore from the get-go as they lead the Loveland Tigers 26 to nothing. That last drive for Sycamore, a little more smash-mouth football, just a couple of runs out to the wide side, but mainly Sycamore kept on the ground and went straight up the gut. We'll see this time, too. It looked like last time they tried to keep it away from the, the running back there. Yeah, another short kick. kick. Will be taken by the up man once again, Zach Owens. Owens cutting the left side. He'll be pushed out the 28-yard line. I like that idea for Sycamore. Every, they've seen so far what Hamill can do. Don't give him. Don't even let him have a chance on a return. Absolutely. Even from the returns, even from the first one he dropped back there at the two, he ended up bringing it out all the way to the 30. And on the offensive side, he's been their main source of offense. So, you know, if you can take him out, which is what they're doing, it seems like uh, they'll have a good game. Put even more pressure on Calvin Cloud, who, when he's had time to throw, has not looked comfortable throwing the football thus far. And the other times, he there's been instances where he's just had no time to throw. So the ball we place now at the 30, and Cloud will have Hamill behind him in the, the pistol. 
Hamill takes a handoff out right side, has an edge out there, trying to get all the way to the edge and can't quite do it as he's brought down uh, about the line of scrimmage, maybe even lost a, yard, a half a yard trying to make something more out of it. Eventually brought down by, by the Sycamore defense. Quickly back to the line are the Tigers. Two receivers to the left, one to the right. For Cloud, who remains in the gun. He has Hamill to his left in the gun this time on second and ten. Over the middle. Good pass over the middle. Flag on the near side right at the line of scrimmage off the read option. The pass is complete over the middle to Austin Lodor. The ball's at the 45-yard line, but bring it back. Ineligible man downfield against the Tigers, so wave this off. Just cannot catch a break yeah, that's, in Loveland thus far. Yeah, that, that's definitely tough for Loveland. It's a first pass that really was down the middle and uh, the first pass that uh, Cloud looked comfortable in, and unfortunately it doesn't count. A well-executed play. They had the, the, the play action with Hamill, and Lodor just leaked right down the middle, and Cloud hit him right in stride. And you can see Sigamore, too, is loading the box there. They're only putting as many defenders outside as they need to cover receivers at the moment because they don't respect Cloud's throwing abilities. Cloud rolls to the left, head trips to the right, and it gets popped from the backside and it's going down again. Hit in the backfield by Mujanai from the weak side, and Cloud just did not feel him coming, and he is brought down again. This time the sack takes him all the way back to the 15-yard line. A loss of 10 on the play. A designed rollout, and even that, the speed of Sycamore, still too much for this Loveland offensive line. Cloud with five wide as Sycamore makes their adjustments. They have one down lineman, though the Aviators on defense. Cloud still looking. Plenty of time on the play clock. He has 15 seconds. Nine minutes remaining in the quarter. He's still looking, trying to make an adjustment on third and forever scrambling and Cloud's going to tuck it and run. Cloud will get back to the 25-yard line, the spot of the previous play, but it'll be well short of the first down and Loveland will send on the punting unit on fourth and 15. And that's about all they could do right there. Just try to get some positive yardage just because they had 25 yards to go and Sycamore was only sending three. Engle and McConnell will stand on their own 45-yard line and await the punt of Lund, who has not had the best of times the last two tries, punting the ball away. Both of them under 20 yards. Lund, they're going to fake it and throw it left side, and the pass is incomplete. Trying to, trying to do something. They try to throw the pass to the snapper. Cuts. Katsanas, and he could not handle it. He would, probably would not have made it anyway. And that's a sign right there of a team in the second, midway through second quarter. They're already feeling a sense of desperation in the game. When you're on your own 25-yard line on fourth and 15, and you're trying to fake punt in that instance. So you've set Sycamore up on your 25-yard line. Sycamore already leading this game 26 to nothing. We still have 8.15 to go in the first half. Fair 
will come out and go from the gun. He is angled to his right as they move the tight end, K.J. Sally, from right to left. High snap, Fair is swinging out to McConnell, get McConnell out in open space. McConnell, jab step into the middle. McConnell now to the near side, trying to go to the edge. He is in for the touchdown, and that's a perfect example of what we were talking about before, Brock. Just way too much speed as he had the defender out there one-on-one and just put one jab step, and he was around him into the corner, and he was gone. Absolutely, they gave him way too much time out there after he caught the ball. Um, They got to get up closer to him. force him to not get ahead of Steve going before he can start making moves. You're right. There was about a five-yard gap there between McConnell and the defender. So it's a 25-yard touchdown pass, making it 32 to nothing with the extra point pending from Jack Farron. Snap is down, and Farron's kick sneaks in the, the right upright. So Loveland gambles on the fake punt. It doesn't work out. And Sycamore does what good teams do. They make you pay. 25-yard touchdown pass from Fair to McConnell. 8.05 to go in the second. It's Sycamore 33. Loveland nothing here on ESPN Media, powered by Sidearm Sports. Creating beautiful smiles every day. That is what we do at Casanelli Shanker and Baker Orthodontics. These board-certified orthodontists treat both children and adults and use traditional braces, clear ceramic brackets, and a Invisalign to meet their individual patient needs. With offices conveniently located in Westchester and Blue Ash, they provide flexible payment options, convenient hours, and high-quality care. For a free new patient exam, contact Casanelli Shanker and Baker Orthodontics at 513-777-7060. remaining in the second quarter and it has been a sycamore romp from the beginning they lead loveland now 33 to nothing loveland trying to fake punt on fourth and 15 in their own territory before just trying to get any anything any kind of momentum going and it didn't work and sycamore made him pay immediately with the 25 yard touchdown pass to jordan mcconnell baron Sends it deep, and it will be played at the 12-yard line by Brecken Sharkley. Down the near sideline, cutting across the 35, still inbounds. Ball nearly came out from over there. Sharkley crossed the 35, and now actually now beyond the 40 to the 42-yard line. So I don't think that kick was executed as well by Jack Ferns. He gave the return man a chance at it, and Sharkley, good return. Yeah, and they went and kept it away from Hamill again, but he – Sharkley showed that Hamill's not the only one that can return the football. Off. Offense back out onto the field for Loveland. With 7.57 to go in the second quarter and trailing by 33. Cloud will go from the gun. He'll have Hamill to his left. He'll give it to Hamill. Hamill right side. Had some room initially, but then is met by four Yellow helmets at the 45-yard line. Had space, but that speed from Sycamore just closed it and swallowed Hamill up at about the 45-yard line. Looks like we've got another injury on the field. Another aviator is down, and that looks to be Kai Williams, their star defensive end. 
little shaken up on the play. Already onto a knee and back to his feet, so that's a good sign. Training staff for Sycamore will make him stop for just a moment. He wanted to go ahead and jog to the sideline. But I think a good safe, safe idea there for the trainer to settle him down and get him checked out there before escorting him off to the side. Doesn't need any doesn't need any help walking off. Of course, as always, in the OHSA, if this score holds into the second half, you know, or in any kind of scenario where Sycamore has a lead of 30 points or more, the, in, the, the running clock will be instituted. So still have time to not have that happen for Loveland, but I think points got to start. Points may have to come on this drive. In motion, Hamill takes a swing pass out to the left side. Three three yellow helmets again. There's just nowhere to go. They're keying on him right now, Brock, and he just has, has no empty space. Yeah, he moved out there into the into the flats, and the aviator defense just ran right through the blocks and closed the, the gap again, like you said, the last drive. They have space, and all of a sudden they look up, and it's gone. And right now, can you blame the Sycamore defense the way they're focusing on Hamill? Because yeah. you've not really seen Cloud be able to make plays on his own. Resulting gain of one, so it's third and nine. Cloud's going to roll to his right. Had four receivers out there to the far sideline. That ball is caught initially, but then they're going to say it's a catch. Oh, I don't know about that. Tyler Lake had it, and when he was hit and went out of bounds, the ball popped out. So they will, they will go ahead and give him the catch. So a first down for Loveland. Good throw that time by Cloud on the run. Hamill going to go in motion to the left side. They fake it to him. Cloud wants it down the middle. It is there and caught for Loveland, and this is going to be a Tiger touchdown. Bailey Jackson caught the deflected pass as the Sycamore defender went for the pick, railed it in, and took it to the distance. And Loveland finally breaks through. There you see Brock using Hamill as a decoy that time fake the screen pass out wide and hit Jackson down the seam absolutely it looked just like the play they ran two plays ago when the aviators jumped all over it and got him for a loss and they bit on the fake and Bailey Jackson was wide open down the middle Logan Farnsworth the sophomore on for the extra point high snap Farnsworth a low, low fluttering ball but it counts all the same the extra point is good 7-12 remaining in the second quarter, and we finally have some life from the Tigers' offense as they put it in the end zone. Bailey Jackson with the touchdown. Your score now, Sycamore 33, Loveland 7 here on ESP Media, powered by Sidearm Sports. London Computer Systems is a seven-time top workplace thanks to their top Cincinnati workforce. For three decades, LCS has been a leading provider of critical business technologies, including their signature property management software, Rent Manager. Take the next step in your career and join this award-winning workforce. Visit www.lcs.com slash careers today. to be the broadcaster's jinx that 
would spark the Tigers' offense because we just talked about a possible mercy rule situation here given the Aviators' 33-point lead, but then the Tigers come back with a long touchdown pass from Calvin Cloud to Bailey Jackson. It's now 33-7 in favor of Sycamore, and Logan Farnsworth will tow it up from the 40-yard line. Kick will be fielded on the left side at about the 20 by Engel. Engel's going to cut into the middle. Has some opportunities. Engel across the 40. Engel to the near sideline. Across midfield to the 40-yard line of Loveland. It is dragged down from behind and about the 33-yard line. So a short kick gives Engel an opportunity for a long return in Sycamore's offense immediately back in business. Caught on the left side, just made one cut into the middle, and there was space for days for Engel to take the ball into Loveland territory. So Sycamore right back at it. They will take it from the 32 now officially. Fair back on the field in the gun has Celestine to his left. McConnell to the left side in the slot. Fair. Looking left side pressured, flushed out to the left. Still left side. That ball. Deflected and nearly intercepted by Lovin as the ball fluttered outside, getting it to McConnell. And as it fluttered, it, it allowed the defender for Loveland. That was DeMargo Johnson to close and arrive right as the ball did. It falls incomplete. Good closing speed by Johnson on the play. Absolutely, and a dangerous pass there by Fair. McConnell had to take an extra step forward. Otherwise, you're right. I think Johnson may have been able to snatch that one. So second and ten. Fair from the gun, looking right side this time. Deflected at the line and incomplete. Nicely done that time by Reese Hatfield. That outside linebacker spot just read the eyes of Fair and got up and knocked the ball down. It'll be third down. Yeah, and it seems like Loveland's defense is kind of getting in a groove here as well. Interesting, though, too, that this drive, the short field, that we're seeing Sycamore coming out and throwing the ball when they've had so much success running it. So it'll be third and ten. Off of back-to-back -back incomplete passes from Andrew Fair. He'll go from the pistol this time, so last time behind him. McConnell coming in motion from right to left, and they will hand it to Celestine. But before we can get forward, we have a procedure penalty coming against Sycamore once again. It'll back him up and make it third and 15. But now the challenge for the Tigers' defense, can they get off the field? We've seen this scenario happen a couple of times already in this first half, and Sycamore made up the, get the difference and then some. Yeah, they got to capitalize on this. Uh, it looks like they are out of field goal range, too. Or if they're not out of it, they're very close. So, Balls um, that don't know what kind of leg Farron has. From here, it would be about a 55-yarder. If he can hit from 55, get, get him a college scholarship. From the pistol, Fair hands up to Celestine up the middle. He is met at the line, falls forward, eventually dragging tacklers to the 30-yard line. It'll be fourth down and about eight. And... Another helmet comes off. And uh, that was Matt Decker, the offensive lineman. He'll have to come out on the play. Now we've got to stop it to reset the play clock. So fourth down and about eight. And from the situation, the ball's at the 29-yard line. So you're kind of in no man's land here. N not surprising to see Sycamore is going to go for this. From there, it would be about a 46-yard field goal try. Farron hit one from 42 in the first quarter, but... I like the call here from Sycamore. It's just too close, to, too long for field goal, too short for a punt. Fair will have it from the gun on fourth down. Plenty of time. Still plenty of time. Fair going to step up. Fair going to scramble out to the far side. Ball is dropped out there. Would have been a first down. 
but it could not be held on to. Trying to get to Colin Farrell out on the far side. He was all alone. The ball a little high, but still an easily catchable ball out there. And the Tigers' defense holds. They'll get the ball back. Again, very surprised to see Sycamore with the passes on first and second down, which sets up that fourth and long situation. But nevertheless, credit Loveland's defense for the hold off of what was great field position for Sycamore. Absolutely. They've been running the ball all night so far, um, and pretty much at will, however they want. It's pretty surprising with the short field position, as you said. So Loveland with the ball from the 29. Pass to the near side is caught by Lund. A minimal gain of about three to the 32-yard line. Another update from around the area. Bit of a surprise as we head to the second quarter. Princeton and Milford scoreless in that ball game. Another GMC ECC matchup there. So it's a little surprised to see that one the way it is scoreless. Hamill takes the handoff left side. Luke Hamill still, still trying to make the moves there. Liam Hamill and out near the 40-yard line, close to a first down. I think they're going to give it to him. Yeah, they'll mark him out at the 40-yard line. And uh, we're going to stop it in play here. We'll get you a, a wider check of scores from around the Cincinnati area. Well, the way these two teams like to move offensively, not sure when that will come. 5.46 remaining in the second quarter. First down for the Tigers at the 40-yard line, trailing 33-7. Hamill takes the handoff, trying to cut it into the middle. Going to bounce off some defenders, and he's going to get to the 46-yard line. Boy, I tell you, Brock, that looked like a one- or two-yard gain at best, and Hamill turned it into six. Yeah, that was a tough run right there. He, uh, he was able to cut back and make a few guys miss, not completely, but just enough to where he could keep moving forward and pick up a nice six-yard gain there. Set it the first quarter. He's 185, but runs like he's 220. He'll get the handoff again and slipped as he was trying to move forward. And I think he lost a yard back to the 45 as he was trying to cut to his right. So it'll be third down and five. Yeah, it looks like Sycamore may have an injury there on the defenses. Looked like number 99, Evan Massey, was a little, a little shaken up on the play. Yeah, well, we got a moment here on the injury timeout. Rob, you are producer extraordinaire. You got some scores from around the Cincinnati area, I understand. Week one of uh, Ohio high school football, uh, Jason, got some scores for you. Let's see, the McNicholas Rockets up 34-14 over the Fenwick Falcons. At the half, Baden 10, Ross 7. Cole Rain at the half up over Wayne 14-7. Anderson, a tight one at Simon Kenton up 10-9. Uh, this will be Simon Kenton's second game. So let's see what else I got. Uh, Hamilton uh, versus West Claremont, 14 nothing. Hamilton over West Claremont currently. Now let's see what else I have. As you mentioned before, Princeton-Milford, 0-0 late in the second quarter. And I think that's all I got. Those are all the nuggets I have for you right now. Oh, I got one more. St. Xavier, 13, Brownsburg, 10. There you go. And one other update seeing here in the first quarter, Middletown leading Western Hills, 41 to nothing in the first quarter. So we'll get you some other scores as we go along here. Out of the timeout, Loveland has it. Third and five, needing to get to midfield. Four receivers to the right, Ethan Lund to the left of Cloud. Cloud going to roll to the right, and Apollo Ford's there to meet him. Cloud slips Great out of move. it. Cloud's got space. He'll have a first down and more into Sycamore territory, and he'll go out of bounds at the 39-yard line. Great move by Cloud to spin out of that sack 
as it looked like Ford had him dead to rights. Yep, he went and just made a quick spin move there, and the uh, line was able to hold up, and he got a hole, and he had a nice gain there. Just went out of bounds. Smart play by the quarterback, too, to just go out of bounds and not try to get too much. To the 39-yard line, the Tigers we change quarters, and now the offense has seemingly come alive out of the pistol formation. Hamill right up the middle, breaks through one man, and he'll cross the 35 to the 33-yard line, another gain of six. This looks like a completely different team from the first quarter here. They're moving the ball, and they have a different confidence about them. Check out to the top side, two receivers and Sycamore late to recover. They finally do the handoffs to Hamill at the middle anyway. Nowhere to go this time. He's stacked up well by the interior of the Aviators defense, but a chance was had on the outside as Sycamore only had one defender against two Tiger wide receivers on the play. But the handoff was to Hamill. It'll make it now after the short gain, third and four from the 33, needing to get to the 29-yard line, 345 remaining in the second quarter. There's a big third down for Loveland. Sycamore. Sycamore fans underneath us have their version of the terrible towels waving. Cloud, design roll out to the right, throws too high as he was looking for Bailey Jackson on the far sideline. It falls incomplete, it'll be fourth down and four. And I would expect Loveland would go for this on this situation. And Jackson, not a guy you want to put a lot of height on the ball. He's just five foot seven. If it's Ethan Lund, you can try that, but not Jackson. It is fourth and four, and the Loveland offense stays on the field. In this situation, ball, Position of the ball as well as the score, what good does a punt do you? Cloud has it, pressure coming, pass over the middle. That is caught, a nice ball in the middle, and a great job to secure that by Liam Hamill out of the slot to catch that over the middle and secure it for the Loveland first down. Great ball by Cloud because Sycamore sent the house. Yep, you can see their timing was very, very good on that play. Ball at the 22, handoff quickly to Hamill, cutting left. Liam Hamill still moving. Inside the 20 to the 16-yard line. I think the biggest reason Loveland's starting to find a rhythm offensively is Calvin Cloud has settled down. That's face pressure, but fa handling it a lot better in the second quarter. Yeah, and they're starting to bring more pressure too. And Flag on the play. Now before that, we have a timeout called by Sycamore. It looked like the Aviator may have jumped off but got back. Instead, Sycamore takes a timeout. We'll keep it here with 2.53 remaining in the second quarter. Big drive here for Loveland if they can get some momentum going into the locker room. Of course, Sycamore will get the ball to start in the second half, but from where this game looked like it was heading late first quarter, Loveland, I think, settled down. I think they've responded well here in the second. Yeah, I agree with you. Like I said, it's almost like you have two totally different teams. You have the confident Tigers moving the ball down the field, and in the first quarter, they're just, they were all tight. They are all trying to be perfect. Now they're getting better. So the ball will be at the 16-yard line. It's second and four for Loveland. And they're, they're kind of doing what Sycamore was doing the first quarter. Chunks of yardage on every single play. It's not just one simple two, three-yard gains. You know, Hamill's four, five, seven yards on back-to-back-to-back -to -back -to -back plays. That type makes it easier to move the ball down the field. So out of the timeout, It'll leave Sycamore with one remaining here in the half. 
McLeod in the gun, two receivers to the top, one to the near side. Lodor at the left side, tight end spot. Now Hamill shakes to McLeod's left. Hamill's going to take the handoff, going to try and get to the outside, and more defenders waiting, and Hamill may have lost a half yard, just nowhere to go as he was trying to get out wide. And the Sycamore defense, good job stretching him out to the sideline. It was a good job by Hamill, too, to just try to get back to the line of scrimmage there. It'll officially be a loss of, oh, wow, they're going to mark him a loss of two to the 18. So third down and six, five wide. Cloud looking left all the way, has it through the hands of Bailey Jackson. It was high again, but this time a very catchable ball, and Jackson just let it right go right through the mitts. It'll be fourth down. From here, it'll be about a 35-yard field goal try, but that's not going to happen. Loveland will keep the offense on the field. What does Sycamore do this time on fourth down? Do they send the house again, or do they try and play back in coverage? You have to watch Liam Hamill do the aviators. He's on the right side in the slot. Four receivers to that near side. On fourth down, Cloud, double move to this side. The pump and go is out there for the touchdown. Brecken Sharkley, the beautiful move, faked the post to the inside and burnt the DB on the corner route, and Cloud dropped in a beauty. And again, Cloud there standing in the in the pocket under pressure and taking a little bit of a hit to deliver that pass. Well, you can't uh, you can't ask for a better route from Sharkley. Two steps into the inside, then broke off to the corner and froze the defensive back for the touchdown. Tell you what, it's a shame this game's about to be in halftime because. Loveland's really picking up the pace and the momentum's changing. That's a great point. Barnesworth on for the extra point. Much better this time on the try. So Loveland with two fourth down conversions there. Towards the end of the drive, it results in a touchdown pass from Cloud to Brecken Sharkley. 235 remaining in the first half. Loveland fighting back. Now trailing Sycamore 33-14 here in ESP Media, powered by Sidearm Sports. Loveland Chiropractic Office has been treating patients in the Loveland area since 1921. We have generations of experience that continue to lead the field in chiropractic care. With our experience, we have high level of success with acute injuries as well as chronic conditions. You can find us online at lovelandchiro.com. That's lovelandchiro.com. And on Facebook. Maybe things are starting to turn around now for the Loveland Tigers, and it's gotten their student section into this. And by the way, we want to give a call to their student section. We're across the way from the Loveland fan section. There's probably, from our bench point, probably a couple of hundred students who've made the trek here, and they're in full force, and their team has given them some life and some things to cheer about over in, in this second quarter as they've cut a 33-point deficit down to 19 with 2.35 to go until halftime. Now, all of a sudden, if you're Sycamore, do you maybe start tightening up a little bit? It looks like we're lining up in a pretty weird formation here for Loveland to kick. Might Farnsworth. try an onside kicker. They're trying an onside kick. Or Farnsworth, that ball still alive. Still alive down in the 40-yard line, but I think Sycamore had it. It was interesting because Farnsworth only got about four yards away from the ball, and nobody from Sycamore picked up on it. Dangerous play there. Sycamore was able to recover it. Still, I like the idea there from 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 Coach Cruz there. You've got the momentum. Try and seize it back. Maybe get the ball back. Get another score before the break. Yeah, 
and especially that last drive from Sycamore, it almost seemed like they were maybe being the ones trying to be a little too perfect. And we saw the high pass from a fair last drive. So I, I like to gamble. With 2.34 to go in the half, Sycamore has the ball on their own 40 with one timeout remaining. Fair from the pistol, high snap, throws off the timing. Engel's going to move forward to about the 43-yard line. Fair had a leap in the air to, to catch that ball off the snap, but it threw off the timing of everything just to gain a three. LaSalle leading Lakota West 14 to nothing in the second quarter of that one. And we'll keep other action on, eye on other scores as we go along here. From the 43, Sycamore with it as we approach two minutes to go in the half. Fair from the gun. Another high snap. Angle fields it this time. Angle breaks through one tackler into the secondary and dragging Tiger defenders across the 35 to the 32-yard line. Well, credit those Loveland defenders. They nearly stayed on for the full eight seconds. Angle just dragging guys. And that's just brute strength Absolutely. on the play. And the Loveland guys try as they might. Another high snap. Engel takes the handoff again, cuts to the right, now back into the middle. Stiff arms through one man. And a, a flag, flag coming in. A face mask is going to be called. It could go either way as both both Engel and the defender battling each other for it. Jake Kotsinas. And it's going to go against the Tigers. Tough break there. Flag throw at the 25. So it'll move Sycamore well inside the red zone. Tough play there because the defender and Engel both really going for that stiff arm face mask move at the same time. And it goes against the Tigers. Makes you think, too, you know, does Loveland regret the decision of that onside kick there? Penalty moves it to just outside the 10-yard line. And if, if I'm Sycamore, I, I would be turning around handing this ball off to Engel. He's behind Fair in the pistol. Sends McConnell in motion. They're going to give it to Engel again. Engel cutting right side. And a good job this time on the double team to bring him down. Yeah, Nate Holman there got through the line and got him in the backfield. It took him a little bit to wrap him up, but was able to bring him down for no gain. One of the few negative rushing plays for Sycamore thus far, averaging nearly 10 yards per carry in this first half. Over 200 yards on the ground already for Sycamore in the half. So the ball back to the 12-yard line with 55 seconds remaining in the half. McConnell in motion. Now Celestine moves to the left of Fair, who's in the traditional shotgun formation. Fair, high snap. Celestine has it slipped as he was trying to cut to his left and may have gotten to the 11. Clock continues to roll. Now a timeout will be called by Loveland. Coach Cruz maybe thinking he can get a stop and get the ball back before we reach halftime. It seemed like Loveland caught a break there with him slipping in the backfield because all he had to do was make one defender miss and it looked like he could walk into the end zone. Another update from the area. Turpin leading Lakota East 21-14 in the first half. 
uh, from Northern Kentucky. Covington Catholic, a perennial power in the state of Kentucky, leading Campbell County 28 to nothing. No real surprise there. The Colonels among the preeminent programs not in the city of Louisville in the Commonwealth. Anderson, good showing in the first half, leading another Kentucky power at Simon Kenton. They lead 24 to nine at halftime. Of course, Kentucky schools got their regular season started a week ago. Ohio kicking off tonight, so good start there for Anderson against Simon Kenton. Back out of the timeout. We'll see if Loveland can get a stop here and at least force Sycamore into a field goal try with 36 seconds to play in the half. It is third down and 10. Sycamore can get a first down here without punching the ball into the end zone. Fair from the gun, looking left, throwing it out to the top side. Man is out there. It's too far out to the sideline and incomplete. He was looking for Fisher, the big man on the far side, just let him too far out of bounds. So it'll be fourth down, and Sycamore will indeed send on Jack Farron to try a field goal. He hit one from 42 in the first quarter. This one will be from about 28. The defender for Lovely Eight challenging Fisher on the far sideline. Can't see who that is from here. But he slides off the side of the field. And they will line up for the field goal try. They'll officially mark it as a 29-yard try from the right hash. Now from this side, heading into the end zone to our right, Farron's been hooking them to the right on the extra point tries we saw earlier in the second quarter. 30 seconds left, Farron from 29. Ball down. And the kick is up, and no problem for Jack Farron continues to impress. He is two for two on the day. But Loveland's defense holds Sycamore to another field goal and with 26 seconds to go in the half. It is now Sycamore 36, Loveland 14. We're back in a minute here on ESPN Media, powered by Sidearm Sports. For professional staffing, there's only one name you need to know, Robert Half. Robert Half custom matches our candidates to your specific hiring requirements by combining personalized service from local staffing experts with an advanced matching technology based on 70 years of successful placements. For highly skilled accounting, finance, IT, legal, marketing, or administrative staffing, count on Robert Half. We'll find you productive, engaged employees. Learn more at roberthalf.com slash radio. Charlie's good tonight, isn't he? Six seconds left in the first half. Field goal tacked on by Sycamore to extend their lead back out to 36 to 14. Liam Hamill will await the kick alongside Breck and Sharkley, and we'll see if they, meaning Sycamore, keeps it away from Hamill once again. Wherever Loveland ends up having possession, they'll have two timeouts to play with to see if they can get something before the break. Sycamore will receive the ball to begin the second half. They won the toss and deferred. Farron will kick it to the right side, and it'll 
Looks like that's going to go. It is out of bounds. So that actually helps Loveland two, twofold there. You're going to get good field position, and it took no time off the clock. Yeah, big mistake there by Sycamore trying to go with the squib kick. and Just pulled it a little to his right and unfortunately rolled out of bounds, but see if Loveland can take advantage of it. Like trying too hard to keep it out of the hands of Liam Hamill. So Loveland will get themselves organized on something to some semblance of a huddle near the sideline, so I don't know that it officially counts as a huddle. 26 seconds left. Two timeouts, and you'll get the ball from the 35-yard line. So the opportunity is there to get downfield. And if anything, see if you can get Logan Farnsworth a field goal try. But it all starts with this play. Five wide receivers, three to the right, two to the left of Cloud. Receiver coming in motion. And instead it's going to be a jet sweep and into a pass, but the pass cannot be had. The ball came loose, and Loveland fell on it as they were trying to get it to out wide, Luca Aquilino. Luca Aquilino, the backup quarterback, actually was in on that play. It was a design jet sweep, and he was going to throw it, but before he could throw it, he was dragged down. Loveland takes a timeout. The loss puts him back to the 28-yard line. And now you've got 18 seconds left and one timeout remaining from your own 28. I would think, if I'm Coach Cruz at this point, let's get it into the locker room. It, if anything, just give the ball to Liam Handle, see if he can make somebody miss. Yeah, yeah, I, I agree with you there because, I mean, he's been your best player so far, and he's shown flashes where he can pick up some big chunks of yards, so you never know what could happen. And you don't want to try to throw a, you know, deep pass, and you're not going to get it to the end zone from their own 27-yard line anyway. So, you know, just give it to the running back and see if he can make something happen here and take the 14-36 the and a half. Four wide receivers. Hamill will be to the right of Cloud after the loss of seven on the previous play. Cloud instead will throw. Over the middle. It is caught. It'll be short of the first down marker, and Loveland will spend their final timeout with 12 seconds of play. A sliding catch was made by Tyler Lake about a yard shy of the first down, and because he did not get the first down, it forced Loveland to burn their final timeout with 12 seconds left and the ball at the 44-yard line. Yeah, it was a great throw over the middle by Cloud. He threw a bullet there. Unfortunately, Lake had to go down to one knee to pick it up, but if he can bring that timing out with him in the second second half, he can definitely get some yardage on the second more defense. So, of course, the, the, the play... You obviously have to get the first down here on third and one. And, of course, the clock will stop to you know, get the chains taken care of. But even so, you're left with little time. Maybe two to three plays at best here, just shy of midfield, to try to get something on the board before Sycamore gets the ball to begin the second half. And in warm-ups, Cloud was throwing them from the 45-yard line down to the end zone. So I think if you could get a quick pass over the middle or something and the clock stops to reset the chains, maybe take a shot to the end zone. Out of the timeout, four wide receivers to the left of Cloud, one to the top side. Cloud going to step in. It's going to be a pass to Hamill. That's over his head. That's a live ball, and Hamill didn't recognize it, and Sycamore is going to have it. Cloud stepped towards the line to throw it to the left to Hamill for a backwards pass. The ball went over the head of Hamill, and Hamill let it go because he thought it was an incomplete pass, but because it was considered a lateral, that is Sycamore ball. So the Aviators will have it with five seconds to play on the Loveland 37-yard line and one timeout. 
Loveland really caught a break there that the Aviators fell on it because nobody was going for it. They didn't recognize that it was still a live ball. Yeah, lucky that Rashid Harris, the man who recovered the, the live ball there, didn't pick it up and run with it. He slid. You're right. So Sycamore with it with five seconds. They do have one timeout. Three receivers to the top side, one to the near side of Fair. And Fair will look for timing. Down over the middle, and McConnell catches at the 20. McConnell trying to make a move to the outside, gets a block from Fisher. McConnell trying to get there and still making moves. McConnell into the end zone. Are you kidding me? With no time on the clock, McConnell catches the ball at the 20. Darts to the left sideline, gets a block, cuts back into the middle, and gets into the end zone. What a, that, that's a crusher for Loveland. That, that two-play sequence, that's just an absolute killer. Then Markwell Fisher, the Sycamore wide receiver, was on the far side there, was throwing some great blocks to allow him to juke and jive his way to the end zone. Just when it looked like Loveland was building momentum to the halftime, the turnover at the 35-yard line, and then McConnell does what McConnell's been doing the whole night, just making people miss. He's into the end zone. The extra point is good, and that's how the first half ends. Talk about a yo-yo of a first half for the Tigers. And it ends in crushing fashion as Lo Loveland gives up the touchdown as time expires, and we hit the break. Your score at halftime, Sycamore 43 Loveland 14 here in ESP Media powered by Sidearm Sports. Filling an opening at your company means more than just finding an employee. You're looking for a fit, a match. Robert Half understands that. We know you need someone who can do the work, someone who complements your culture. And of course, you need that someone fast. When it all comes together, it makes for a perfect fit. Satisfaction guaranteed. Robert Half, the matching experts in accounting, finance, IT, legal, marketing, and administrative staffing. Visit roberthalf.com radio for more information. Getting answers, finding solutions. Local 12 News investigates. As soon as we called you, everything happened very quickly. Not afraid to ask the tough questions. Taking action, getting the truth. Local 12 News investigates. When it comes to financial planning, most financial companies ask, what's your salary? At Northwestern Mutual Cincinnati, we ask, what's your story? We know building the right financial plan means looking at more than money. That's why we start by asking the right question, listening to what matters most to you, then guiding you every step of the way to help you live the life you want, now and years from now. Plan your financial story with Northwestern Mutual. Contact us today at 513-366-3600 or visit us on the web at cincinnati.nm. For over 32 years, Nelson & Associates, a family-owned, Ohio-based, full-service real estate company, has specialized in the management and development of affordable housing communities. Choose Nelson & Associates for all of your real estate needs, whether it's sales, development, property management, or consulting. We are an experienced professional team providing quality service. For more information about Nelson & Associates, please visit us on the web at www.nelsonasc.com or call us at 513-961-6011. Filling an opening at your company means more than just finding an employee. You're looking for a fit, a match. Robert Half understands that. We know you need someone who can do the work, someone who complements your culture. And of course, you need that someone fast. 
When it all comes together, it makes for a perfect fit. Satisfaction guaranteed. Robert Half, the matching experts in accounting, finance, IT, legal, marketing, and administrative staffing. Visit roberthalf.com slash radio for more information. For over 55 years, Miller Valentine has worked in close collaboration with businesses when they are ready to build, renovate, or expand. Choosing Miller Valentine as your construction partner means aligning yourself with passionate experts who recognize the value of a team approach. Having grown from a small general contractor to a nationally recognized construction company, Miller Valentine listens closely to your needs to recommend the best combination of construction techniques to fit your project. For more information about Miller Valentine Group, please visit us at www.mvg.com. Loveland Chiropractic Office has been treating patients in the Loveland area since 1921. We have generations of experience that continue to lead the field in chiropractic care. With our experience, we have high level of success with acute injuries as well as chronic conditions. You can find us online at lovelandchiro.com. That's lovelandchiro.com. And on Facebook. London Computer Systems is a seven-time top workplace thanks to their top Cincinnati workforce. For three decades, LCS has been a leading provider of critical business technologies, including their signature property management software, Rent Manager. Take the next step in your career and join this award-winning workforce. Visit www.lcs.com careers today. Creating beautiful smiles every day. That is what we do at Casanelli Shanker and Baker Orthodontics. These board-certified orthodontists treat both children and adults and use traditional braces, clear ceramic brackets, and Invisalign to meet their individual patient needs. With offices conveniently located in Westchester and Blue Ash, they provide flexible payment options, convenient hours, and high-quality care. For a free new patient exam, contact Casanelli Shanker and Baker Orthodontics at 513-777-7060. Budget Door of Cincinnati has you covered. We specialize in repair and installation of commercial doors, security gates, and dock levelers. With affordable rates, 24-hour commercial service, and free replacement quotes, Budget Door can help you with any of your dock or door projects. Have an issue with your home garage door or opener? Budget Door can help with that, too. Servicing the tri-state area for over 30 years, Budget Door offers quality service at a budget price. Call 513-851-6644 to schedule your door repair or replacement today. Enjoying tonight's broadcast but missed the first 30 minutes? No need to worry. Appointment listening for all ESP Media broadcasts can be found at soundcloud.com backslash ESP Media or subscribe to our podcast on iTunes. Search for ESP Media. Appointment listening by ESP Media since 2010. Abco Pavement Services, LLC, has been doing commercial asphalt, concrete, and ceiling work since 1962 in the tri-state area. Our valued customers include Home Depot, United Dairy Farmers, C.B. Richard Ellis, Town Properties, and Fifth Third Bank, to name a few. We strive to provide professional service, communication, and project management for all of your commercial concrete and pavement maintenance needs. Go Abco Pavement Services. For professional staffing, there's only one name you need to know. 
Robert Half. Robert Half custom matches our candidates to your specific hiring requirements by combining personalized service from local staffing experts with an advanced matching technology based on 70 years of successful placements. For highly skilled accounting, finance, IT, legal, marketing, or administrative staffing, count on Robert Half. We'll find you productive, engaged employees. Learn more at roberthalf.com slash radio. Welcome to Season 4, Episode 1 of the Angry Quarterbacks. Yes, we're back again from the James Rapine Memorial Studio. I'm Richard Skinner from Local 12 and Local12.com with the real quarterback, Tony Pike of UC, Carolina Panthers, and Reading High School fame. We will talk about some NFL football, some high school football, some college football. So we got a lot to get to, but Tony, welcome back to Season 4. It's great to be here. It's like our senior season. It is. Unless you gray shirt and red shirt, then you still got two more seasons. I, I'm going to red shirt. I'm going to take an emergency medical red yep. shirt year, and then I'm going to become a grad transfer. And I'm if I don't play for seven years. And so. if I don't come back next year, I'm transferring. That, that's correct. Exactly right. That's how it works. Because if someone takes my spot, I'm leaving. That's how it works anymore. Yep. Anytime a quarterback takes a quarterback spot, that quarterback leaves. Correct. All right. Um, let's start with the NFL. We'll start with the Bengals, um, and we'll get to the Andrew Luck uh, situation in retirement in, in Indianapolis. Uh, over the weekend, the new head coach, Zach Taylor, announcing uh, the, the offensive line starters after the been competition in camp, surprised everybody by announcing an undrafted rookie free agent will start at wide receiver. Uh, wh- what did you make of, of what he did and how they did this? I think it, it finally sends a message, and I think it's a positive message going forward for this organization. I mean, for so long, and we saw it with Obwehi, it was like, okay, we drafted this guy high, we need to give him every chance in the world. And again, they, they made it very clear, especially the Billy Price situation, it wasn't an indictment on Billy Price. Trey Hopkins just played better. He did. So, and I think I think it's a little bit on Billy. I think the yeah. injury was part of it a little bit. Right. But yeah, Trey got some opportunity early in camp when Billy was down. Yep. Offensive line played pretty well. They thought they had something. Yep. They wanted to see it in preseason games. Trey played well in preseason games. Trey's the starter, and that's that's swallowing a lot because you're talking about putting the 2018 first round Again, pick yes. on the bench. Now they kept. They've said a lot of good things about Billy since then. Uh, Billy said all the right things, and Billy probably will get a crack to start again. But um, it was interesting to me. And then you know, John Jerry, who was in the battle for the left guard spot right. with Michael Jordan, he played for Jim Turner with the Miami Dolphins, started 32 games over two years for Jim Turner with the Miami Dolphins, was brought here after not playing anywhere last year mm-hmm. because of familiarity with Jim Turner, and yet a rookie fourth-round pick beats John Jerry out. And it's not because John Jerry did anything wrong. Again, it's because Michael Jordan, A, has a ton of upside, yep. and B, it's pretty good right now. Well, and what they've created on the offensive line is guys that can come in and play multiple right. spots. We saw Billy Price get some guard reps. Michael Jordan gotten reps all over the offensive line. To me, though, it sends a message early on from Zach Taylor and this new staff that, look, I don't care where you were drafted. I don't care how long you've played. If you're not getting your job done and someone else is, then we're going to give them the opportunity. It goes all into this win-now mold, and we've seen it for years in the past of a guy that, because he got drafted high, was still playing when really he shouldn't be. So you start that. Then you, you, you talk about Damian Willis, the undrafted wide receiver. I mean, that, that is going to open opportunities in the future, I believe, for players out there, free agents, uh, guys that are coming in and say, look, we can go to a different, we can go to the Bengals and, as they've seen the track record already, be an opportunity and give a chance to go out and play right away, even though I'm not drafted or even though they already have an incumbent at, say, left guard or something like that. It's sending the message that, hey, you come in and outperform the other guy, then you get playing time on this team. So I, I just think it's refreshing from Zach Taylor. I think it's a great start. Obviously, 
you and I both know from watching this team throughout training camp, there's a long way to go. Long way to go. Still where, where this team is at. But I, but I like the the mentality to play your best 11 guys on each side of the ball. Yeah, and, and talking with some of those players involved, Damien Willis and, and, and Trey Hopkins especially, um, I, I think they made it a point of it, it is kind of nice that, listen, there's no politics. Mm-hmm. There's the, We're going to play the best players, and if you, if you win the job, you get the job. And I think that permeates to all the other guys. Now, to play devil's advocate for a second, it, 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 it's nice that they did this because these guys earned it. But are you going to win in this league with a lot of undrafted well, free agents starting positions? I mean, Trey Hopkins, God bless him, he's yeah. done a great job. He he didn't play his first two years. He was on injured reserve, then was on the practice squad, barely played his third year, spent most of that time on the practice squad, has started some games over the last couple of years at Garden Center. But suddenly now he's the starting center for week one. And you've got a rookie fourth-round pick starting at left guard. And you got an undrafted rookie starting at wide receiver. Again, I think it's great that they did. I think best man should always win, yeah. period, end of story. And if they prove that, that's great. But is that more of an indictment on the talent level, or is it more, hey, these guys showed what they need to do? I, I think at this point it is an indictment on the talent level. And I was talking yesterday about this because we're talking about, hey, it's a positive this is happening, but week one is at Seattle. You have Trey Hopkins at center, a rookie at left guard, and an undrafted rookie at receiver yeah. with no A.J. Green. I mean, that Joe Mixon, okay, I hope you're carrying the ball 30 <laughs> times. Uh, but I, I think it is more an indictment on where this roster is right now. And obviously they want to rebuild this roster to different heights, clearly. Right. Uh, but what I think is interesting about this, and I think it's worth mentioning because we are in James Rapine Memorial, Memorial Studio, Studio yes. does this permeate down and send a message to a, another first-round pick? I was going to ask you that That question. was on this team. And, and I, th- I think it probably does. And it should. Um, I, I, think, I think, especially with first-round picks, I do think you... I know some people have talked about if he doesn't, play well and you know early in the season what do you do with him do you even bring him back next year I do think with a rookie or with a guy with a first round contract um, that rookie contract that four year contract I do think you kind of let that play itself out I don't think you cut yeah. your nose off to spite your face I do think this though I think this being year three John Ross has to show something right he's got to show well that would be on getting on the field first and that's start now he, he's on the field now he practiced Sunday he practiced yesterday um, it was funny I, we we, we those of us that cover the team regularly, we, we kind of take attendance every day to make sure we're not missing somebody who's not there. And it took me a little bit to find, to find John Ross. Yeah. He was there, I trust me, but I thought, oh, no, not one day into this, he's gone again. But that's that's kind of where you feel. Right. Um, yeah, and I'm interested to see what they, they can do with him in, in this offense. I'm interested to see if they can do some different things and more creative things. But I think, back to your original point, because I was going to ask you that question, I, I, I think that, yes, I think it does send the message of, Hey man, you 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 know you're in year three of four year of a four year deal. We'll keep you around as long as we can keep you around. But if you're not going to produce, and we've got other guys in that room, we don't have to keep you around. Well, and I think that's the point. It's not like the other guys in that room haven't produced when given opportunities. Well, but they haven't produced in a and long haul over in game. Right. In, 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 I mean, Cody Core's got a handful of career catches. Right. Um, Josh Malone, oh, on, the same on way. Tate's only got right. a handful of career catches. But I think they've shown in camp. That they're capable now. Can they do it in when it means something and when you're right. playing first team defensive backs and all those things? But I mean, it's not like John's proven much yet either. He does exactly. Have this, he does have the seven touchdown catches last year. I can't discount that. Seven touchdown, what twenty one catches? Twenty catches, I believe, yeah. for two ten. So right. I mean, not even a high average for for your speed guy, your over the top guy. But I do think that it does. I think it sends that message to all of these guys. I think if you see. Malik Jefferson get mm-hmm. let go, and I think that's a real possibility. A yeah. third round pick last year. I think. Um, I don't think they just keep. doesn't look the part. A he doesn't look the part, and B, um, 
I think they only keep five linebackers. He's the sixth guy, and he doesn't bring a lot of special teams value. But that's saying something too that that in the you know one year after you took him in the third round and third round to me I always look at third round and above need to be yeah. starting fairly quickly. Right, right. I mean, fourth round guy, it's maybe a developmental guy. Michael Jordan's a fourth round guy, yep. and maybe they got an absolute steal there in the fourth round. It sure seems that way. Um, anything later than that, no. hey, it's gravy. But you know, third round guy, you usually don't give up on that guy. Two years into the process, and they may just do that. Right, and I think going back to the, to the whole John Ross aspect for this team as a whole, we talked through training camp that there just wasn't many down the field throws, there wasn't many down the field threats. And say which one? I think I think scheme wise, the stuff's been great because I think receivers have been more open than we've seen I in the past. Too. I do too. Even I on the the and the Dalton pick six. I mean, there was separation yeah, oh yeah. if it doesn't get bad. No, down. that would have been a touchdown. Yes. if it didn't get tipped. So I like schematically where this team is at. Uh, but at some point, you have to take the top off the defense more and more. And, and without A.J. Green for right now, uh, Tyler Boyd's more of a slot guy. Correct. John Ross is supposed to be that down the field, take the top off the defense. So until he's doing that, what are you going to get? Extra guys in the box stopping the run. Uh, defense is playing well, up and, and as much as I like the passing scheme, and I like you know the fact that uh, in the preseason – I think Andy Dalton literally got hit one time. He didn't get sacked. The other quarterbacks did when some of the right. subs were in, but, but Andy did not get sacked. They didn't run it well. The first-team offense, I think, had uh, 21 yards rushing on 12 carries in the preseason, so right. they didn't run it well. But they protected Andy, and some of that, though, is schematics. It's, I mean, he's, he feels like he catches the snap, is on his back foot, and the ball's out of his hands. It's yeah. a very quick. But eventually, Team, yeah, teams are going to cheat up, cheat up, cheat up, cheat up, cheat up and field. force you to put it down the field. Right. So, yeah, John's got to be able to, to, to be that guy, I yeah. think, and we'll, we'll see if he the, can. The interesting piece of this with these uh, new roles and, and starters and guys having their jobs taken, what is the leash for a guy like Trey Hopkins? I mean, I, is that I, a, I, I asked Jim Turner that. Now, now, we asked Zach Taylor that, and Zach said, he, you know, I, I don't plan on having a quick hook. They didn't say he wouldn't have a hook. Yeah. I asked Jim Turner the same thing yesterday, and, and he, he said, look, Got to perform. You don't perform. Right. I, I got. I, I'm going to bring seven guys to a game. Yep. And if you're not performing, I'll put another guy. Which in is there. something we haven't seen in the past either. Correct. So Correct. yeah, I think at least that it, it it holds these guys accountable, not just for the game, but series by series. Yeah. You better lock in and bring it. Yeah, and he said, look, look I know guys are going to make mistakes. I'm not here to tell you I'm going to pull them for every little mistake. But if they're not performing, right? It's a league you got. So I, and I think it's. I, I agree with you. I mean, it's. Yep. Hey, you're getting paid. You're a professional. If you don't perform. We've got another professional that's getting yep. paid. Let's let him give it a try. Yes, sir. No doubt about it. Um, preseason game four is always kind of interesting to oh. me because it, it feels like it's just a, an exercise in futility. It used to mean something. But, well, I'm, that's what I was going to ask you because, I I mean, I know for, for some guys in that locker room it will mean something. Mm-hmm. It may mean their last football game they ever play. Um, it may mean that, that there's a handful of jobs that are still up for grabs. The cornerback spot, uh, I think, there's there's is, is up for grabs. You know, one of those last wide receiver spots. Um, the defensive line, can Andrew Brown have another good game and put himself in the mix? So it does mean some things, and you, and you played in fourth preseason mm-hmm. games. I mean, th- the guys that you played with, and not, not just for yourself personally, it, it had to, it did mean something, right? Yeah, I mean, for me, that was that was like my last chance. I was battling with Hunter Cantwell to make the team. He had already been on the roster. And, you know, that's, I mean, that's when I beat Hunter Cantwell out yeah, but back what, in 2010. Very, very few quarterbacks yeah. ever. I mean, look at the career he's gone on to have. Correct. <laughs> to, to make that roster... Preseason game number four, uh, it, it it doesn't seem to have the same value now because I no, think, it seems even you're right. It does seem because even I think less. It, it almost feels like coaches don't even take it as serious. So the game plans, game preps, not as serious. The other team's not playing so. So it's one thing to evaluate guys, but you're also evaluating guys that probably aren't likely going to make the other roster as well. So 
it's great for players to get film out there of themselves uh, to use for their own tape, whether that's try to get on a practice squad right. somewhere or make another roster. But other than that, I mean, it is a it's a glorified scrimmage for a lot of these guys moving forward. It, it is. It, it feels like year after year as it goes by, it becomes less impactful. Yeah, very much so. To a point, it's almost like, okay, just give us three preseason games. I mean, the Bengals had to sign an offensive lineman yesterday because they're not going to play their starting five. Right. May not play Andre Smith because just Cordy Glenn's got the concussion and you don't know 100% if he's going to be there for Seattle. It sounds like he will be. But they literally signed this guy to give them a seventh offensive lineman. He, probably, he may not even have to play, but right. look, you need some bodies, and they need. That's, right. that, but that's where things are in, yep. in a game like this. You're you're playing so few guys that you just got to make sure you got enough bodies in each position just to get through the daggone game. Correct. All right, let's move on to uh, to Andrew Luck. Mm. Um, you got hurt in your career. Mm-hmm. Um, went through some things injury wise, yeah. and, and I think the thing here, the, the first and foremost. A lot's been made of the fans booing yeah. Andrew Luck when he walked off the field. I think it's shameful. I think it's disgraceful. I also get it on the other hand. Well, I, I get it from the perspective of, of fans are just, they're so emotionally tied that yeah. they can't separate reality from their fandom a lot of times. So I do, yeah. I, I, I'm not, trust me, I'm not taking up for the fans that boo. I think it's disgraceful. I think it's disgusting. It's not your decision to make. It's his decision to make all of those things. Alongside Brock Faulkner, I'm Jason Griever. Thank you so much for joining us here to kick off the 2019 Loveland Tigers football season. Not the most ideal start, needless to say, for Coach Andy Cruz in his Loveland debut. The Tigers trailing Sycamore by a score of 43-14 at halftime. And game Brock, for the most part, was dominated by the running game of Sycamore. Just out, out wide, out wide up the middle. It didn't seem to matter where they go. For most of the time, when they kept it on the ground, good things were happening for the Aviators. Yes, yes, it was. Uh, they keep putting their backfield in motion and creating confusion on that defensive line for for Loveland. And you know, they did adapt uh, a little ways there toward the beginning of the second quarter, but for the most part, Sycamores had their way with them. And credit Loveland. It took them a while to find their way offensively. Second quarter got a lot of things going in the right direction, and then the killer right before halftime. The backwards lateral that turns into a turnover and Sycamore scores as the clock expires. And I think you can kind of see really took the wind out of the sails of the Tigers as they were heading into the break. Feeling good about themselves. You know, they've gotten the deficit cut from 33 to 19. And as the first half expires, Jordan McConnell just continues to show in the first half. He, he was nearly impossible to stop the way he scored to end the first half. And so now it's up to Loveland. He, he, with Sycamore getting the ball first here, you've got to make a stop if you're Loveland. Because otherwise, as we talked about in the first half, if Sycamore scores here and goes goes ahead by 30-plus, the running clock comes into play. So don't want to see that on a, on a opening night. Both teams still getting in their uh, final stretching and workouts before the, uh, before the second half begins. So interesting first half. You know, we talked about it. Loveland played seemingly the entire first quarter very tight, very nervous. I think maybe for whatever reason, you got a new quarterback out there. You know, things just kind of didn't really go your way in the first quarter, and it really took. Sometimes you see that in a game of football, there, Brock. It just takes some time for you to get punched in the mouth before you wake up and start fighting back, and that's what we saw from Loveland in the second quarter. Yeah, they um, they started you know getting loose. And they stopped trying to do everything perfect. And once they stopped doing that, 
and they just started focusing on where the ball was. Um, they played a lot better on defense, and then you know they got the stop on defense, and that pushed their offense to start getting better and being able to move the ball downfield and get those two scores. And that's the thing we we also want to give credit to the, the Loveland defense. Yes, the score is what it, what what it is here at halftime, but there were two or three other possessions where Sycamore could have buried this game in the first half, and Loveland's defense got the stops in those situations. Otherwise, you know, Sycamore would be beyond 50 points here at halftime if Loveland's defense had not made stops deep in territory. Yep, yep, easily. And, and there's been a couple instances, too, where Sycamore has already started in their territory, and it would have been easy for the defense to, you know, oh, this isn't good, and, and kind of roll over and, and quit. But they've showed their fight, and um, because of that, they're still, I, I do believe they're still in this ballgame. A long way to go, and of course, this is this is the beginning of a, a rebuilding process here at, at Loveland after a consecutive one and nine campaigns. You, you have to start from somewhere to work your way back into the thick of things in in the always difficult ECC. And starting with a team, st a strong team like Sycamore, <coughs> six and four a year ago, there are no slouches, but they play in a brutal conference, the Greater Miami Conference. So they're tested week in and week out, and so. You're seeing the difference there in the, in the greater Mi a team that's always competitive in the greater Miami versus an, East, versus an ECC team. And that's not a knock on the ECC. It's just the way things are aligned. A lot of powers are in the GMC right now, and we're kind of seeing that difference early on. Still still have to go here. Anything can happen. But a long way to go for Loveland, not only tonight, but the rest of the season. And that's the thing you want to take, at us, what, take positives from this game and move it in and move forward next week to the home opener against Lebanon, which we'll have the coverage for you right here on ESP Media. Kickoff at 7 o'clock next Friday night. That'll be a home opener, youth night, and charity night at the complex. So come on out. Check out Tigers football in 2019. If you come out to the game, pull up the broadcast on your, on your mobile device. Listen to us while you watch the game live. You get the you get the best you get the best of both worlds, like Assistant Athletic Director Eric Fry is doing here tonight. Who says you can't multitask in the this technological era that we're in? And it is interesting to note too the two different styles of running these two teams have, where um, you know Liam Hamill is more a in-your-face kind of guy, lower his shoulder and uh, make you feel him, even if you do tackle him and. Uh, the running back for the Aviators, they have a couple of them, but they like to juke and spin and try to make you miss them a, a lot more. Which is interesting because the, guy, the guys trying to do that for Sycamore outside of McConnell, they're big dudes. You know, yeah. they're, they're over 200 pounds, and they're still trying to juke and jive you. Whereas you're right, Hamill's just straightforward. As we begin the second half, Loveland about to kick off. Sycamore outgained Loveland in the first half, 322 to 135. Nearly 220 yards on the ground for Sycamore in the first half. Likely to keep the ball on the, on the ground here in the second half as they try to put this game away. Farnsworth steps into it, and the second half is underway. McConnell will take it at his 15-yard line. McConnell cutting left out, out wide and trying to move out past the 30. He'll step out of bounds at the 34-yard line, make it the 35-yard line. And that's where Sycamore will begin the second half. Still an excellent crowd 
in attendance here at Sycamore, not only for the home aviators, but also the Tiger contingent. We talked about the first half. That student section's probably got to be a couple of hundred deep. And also other par parents, boosters, supporters in attendance there. We want to give want to thank the Loveland Boosters who made this, this broadcast and every Loveland Tigers football broadcast possible this season on ESP Media. We're thankful to them. We begin the second half. Fair in the pistol with McConnell behind on the option. Fair is going to toss it out to McConnell. McConnell, one ju juke trying to get to the outside. He's stretched out and taken out of bounds at the 37-yard line. Eventually slung down by out wide by Katsanas for the Tigers. There again, it looked like they had him bottled up in the in the backfield, but he just makes a little jab step and can get a one-yard, two-yard gain. And I like the job there, too, by the defenders for the Tigers. Staying home, not going for that first jab step because we saw in the first half, if you go for that jab step, McConnell's going right by you. On second and eight, now Engel in the backfield. Fair's going to throw, though, to the near side. That is wide of the intended target. He was looking for Gordy Annapol. This is good pressure by... Ben Morrison laid a solid hit on uh, uh, Andrew Fair there in the backfield right as he released that ball. And he has not looked comfortable when he's it's been a pure drop back to throw the ball. He has not looked very comfortable. Pressure like that doesn't help his case. Third and eight for the Aviators needing their own 45-yard line. McConnell in motion on the left side of the slot. Fair waits alongside Engel. Fair. Back to throw over the middle. It is caught for a first down. And the big fella, Marquel Fisher, to the 48-yard line. Pretty big, pretty easy target for Fair to hit over the middle. It moves the ball just shy of midfield. Yeah, that was a good strike right, right over the middle. Hit him right between the numbers. McConnell in the pistol behind. And now a stoppage in play. As we had a Tiger have to go off the field for an equipment issue. Evan. Ian Davis, beg your pardon, had to uh, step off for an equipment issue. So come out for one play, and he'll be back on here in just a moment. High snap again. Fair just has to jump in the air and swallow it. That ball went sailing high. He was just able to get a fingertip on it and tap it to himself. And is taken down for a loss of five. That's not the first time we've seen that issue for Sycamore from center Trey Bell. Fair is not a big guy, but Bell has air, nearly airmailed several of them tonight. This one just fine. Pressure. They got the screen set up in the middle. Engel trying to get to the outside, and it's not much doing. Great job down low by Reese Hatfield to hold onto the foot of Engel and wait for help to finish the play off. Smart play, too, by Hatfield to go low on the very physical Engle. Yeah, and many of his teammates have taken the high, the higher side and tried to knock him down. And you know, the the that, that Tigers work in the first half. Exactly, the Tigers defense need to, you know, tackle by committee and just stop them where they are rather than trying to go for the big hit. Third and fifteen, no gain on the screen. Still interesting to see how Sycamore has gone to more of a pass offense these last couple of drives dating back to the first half. Snap air, a jailbreak, and Fair going to scramble out to the left side and just going to take off with it. He'll get back to about the original line of scrimmage and falls forward to midfield. 
Looking inside, Trent Williamson had a clean release right in the A-gap, and Fair was immediately scrambling and able to turn it into a seven-yard gain. Still well stored of the line to gain. And looks like Sycamore will send on the punting unit, but Fair staying back there. He is, he can punt the ball for Sycamore, so. And I, I, I love that call to send uh, Williamson there on the blitz. The play before he got through clean the first time, so why not try it again? Fair backed in punting formation. He will kick it away. Ball tapped at the 20-yard line by an aviator, and it will eventually fall back to the 10. This ball should be moved forward, I believe. It looked like Rasheed Harris touched the ball at about the 20 and then went backward. <clears throat> Official threw the beanbag forward to mark the spot. I think they're going to mark it up to about the 17. And now moving it forward to the 18-yard line is our officiating crew. So good eye to see that. Sometimes that gets missed. So leveling an offense for the first time. Still trailing by 29. Calvin Cloud. Gives off to Hamill. Hamill cuts right in the middle, and he's making guys miss, just barreling through guys. Liam Hamill has a first down to the 29-yard line. Again, not much finesse to his game. He's he's almost seeking out contact at times, and if you're in his way, he's going to move you, and he picks up 11 on first down. Yeah, and immediately Loveland going right back to what worked in the first half. Get the ball in Hamill's hands and let him go. Two receivers to either side stacked up one behind another, and now... An adjustment. Have Lodor move from the right side to the left side. Still plenty of time on the play clock at 12. So now it'll be two receivers to the left, one to the right, and Hamill now moves to the right of Cloud in the gun. Play clock down to five. And off. No, Cloud will keep it. Pass over the middle. Had Lodor there, but was backpedaling as he threw the ball, and it hit the turf right at Lodor's feet. Well, if he gets a little more on that one, Lodor has space behind. Yep, yeah, but he rushed that one a little little too. And he had the time in, in the backfield as the defense bit on the fake handoff to Hamill. Third down, second down, beg your pardon. And this time Hamill will get the handoff, trying to bounce left side. He has plop, popped and planted immediately in the middle by Nick Stevenson. That's about the third or fourth time those two have had a meeting of the minds on the field. And Stevenson's fired up, and why not? Not often tonight we've seen Hamill go down on the first hit, and Stevenson got him that time. It'll be third down and about nine, maybe nine and a half. Four, four to the left for Cloud. He will roll to the left, evading pressure. Cloud down the sideline, airmails Lodor, an incomplete. Lodor was open. It was a tight window to throw it in, and on the play, an, an aviator is down again. It looked like Cloud got hit from behind as well. He's limping as he walks off. He's okay, though. And an aviator down holding his right leg. Not sure if the defender and Cloud banged knees as they were coming together on the release of the ball. Still can't quite make out who that is. Might be Kai Williams again. It went down briefly in the first half. The training staff still looking at that right leg of the injured aviator. 
And it is Williams, and now he's jogging up. He's just fine. And since uh, I, I, like, I like the toughness there, Williams. He, he's, he's trying to stay on the field, even on this uh, fourth down play, which will be a Loveland punt. But that's not the rules. Got to come out for at least one play. But nothing wrong with having a gamer like that. So Lund back to punt. It has not been a particularly good night for him in this situation. He's had multiple punts go less than 20 yards. This one going straight up in the air. He he may crack 20 yards in this with a bounce. No, he won't. That is this 18-yard punt as the, as the ball just float, fluttered up in the air and then took a backwards bounce. So Sycamore will start in plus territory once again with 7.44 to go in the third quarter, leading 43-14. to 14. An Impressive hang time, just not, not the distance you'd like. Does Sycamore continue to air the ball out? Or do they go back to their, what their bread and butter was in the first half and hand it off? William Engel is in the pistol behind Fair. Take Loveland has too many players on the field. And they just threw a flag for it. Trying to hustle off on the play was Semi Ozerslan, the uh, defensive lineman for the Tigers, but didn't quite make it, so move it five yards forward, make it first and five for the Aviators. They'll line up in the same formation. Two wing backs, pistol formation, angle behind. McConnell in motion, right to left. Engel's going to get it up the middle, cutting off right side. Has Sally in front blocking, and Engel has a first down and more near the 25-yard line of Loveland. Terrific lead blocking by K.J. Sally on the right side. Yeah, he didn't have to do his normal jukes and cuts. He just followed the, the blocker right up the sideline, and they went 10, 15 yards before they even hit a Loveland defender. Gain of 18 on the play, moves it to the 25-yard line as we go under 7.5 to play in the third. Fair play fakes, now throws it to the right, has Sally open. Sally inside the 20, carries a man inside the 15 to the 13-yard line for another first down. First time Sally's been the target of a pass today. <clears throat> and just that quickly, Sycamore in the red zone again, looking to put this game out of reach. Fair with McConnell to his left. Going to go with the option out wide. Fair's going to keep himself through the middle inside the five. Andrew Fair's into the end zone for another Sycamore touchdown. That time he used McConnell as the decoy. He just cut inside and hit pay dirt. And Sycamore an extra point away from a half, the half century mark. Per the new OHSA rules, the, the running clock will be instituted. Farron on for the extra point. He has been perfect tonight, not only with the extra points, but a couple of field goals. He stays perfect. So Fair with a 13-yard run into the end zone and with 6.58 to go in the third quarter, your score is Sycamore 50. Level in 14 here on ESP Media, powered by Sidearm Sports. 
Abco Pavement Services, LLC, has been doing commercial asphalt, concrete, and ceiling work since 1962 in the tri-state area. Our valued customers include Home Depot, United Dairy Farmers, C.B. Richard Ellis, Town Properties, and Fifth Third Bank, to name a few. We strive to provide professional service, communication, and project management for all of your commercial concrete and pavement maintenance needs. Go Abco Pavement Services. Sycamore 50, Loveland 14 with 6.58 to go in the third quarter. Loveland will have the ball. And once they begin the possession, now the running clock has begun. And barring something crazy, it will remain on for the rest of tonight's game. First next week, the home opener for the Tigers. When Lebanon comes calling, we'll have the coverage for you right here on ESP Media. Kickoff at 7 o'clock. We'll be on just a few minutes before to get you all set for that one. Farron toes it up to the right side, trying to keep it away from Hamill, and it'll be picked up near the 20-yard line by Sharkley. Just nowhere to go, and he is chased out at the 23. Yeah, they kicked that one kind of in an open spot and confused Loveland's receiving team there. Seemed like that one just kind of died as it hit the ground. Looked like for a moment it was going to start tailing out of bounds again for what would have been a second illegal procedure penalty on the kick. And Loveland will take the field. Cloud back out. And I believe the clock will start rolling now on the change of possession. It does. Cloud's still a little gimpy jogging back out of the field after that collision on the last throw. He'll have four receivers to his right, one to his left on first down. He'll swing it out wide to Hamill. Hamill just has guys in front of him trying to make something happen. He's slung down across the 25 to the 26-yard line. Good open field tackle by Giovanni Mojaniai. Gain of six. Second and four from the 27. Cloud looking for an option, nowhere to go. He wanted to go to the right to Tyler Lake, but he was covered so well. And by the time Cloud wanted to look back to the left, it was too late. He is brought down in another injury to a Sycamore Aviator. It was a collision of multiple bodies right at the quarterback. Can't tell who it is. It's down for Sycamore. Couldn't, not sure what exactly happened on the play to, to cause this situation again, but that'll be the fourth or fifth time we've seen this happen. In this game, have an aviator go down due to an injury. Trainer's checking both of his legs. I'm not sure if he just has cramping issues or what have you. It's not hot out of here at all. It's, as I talked about earlier, it's mid to upper 60s. Now, it's like clouds apart here as we're under the lights here at Sycamore. Just a light breeze. You'd think <coughs> we're on the beach. And that's Apollo Ford there. Star linebacker now walking off under his own power. Looked like he maybe just hit, did have some cramping issues. Get him some hydration, and uh, hopefully he'll be able to return. Although at this point in the game may not be needed, given the score at 50 to 14 in favor of Sycamore. 
5.25 to go in the third quarter, and with the resume of play, the clock continues to roll. Cloud on third and nine. It's three to receivers to his left, two to his right. Cloud looking, stepping up to the near sideline and incomplete. Hamill collided with the defender as he went down. He's looking for a call. In the vicinity was Nate Clark, the linebacker, and no flags out there. I think the officials may have just determined it was an inadvertent collision. Ball was well over the head of Hamill anyway. It probably, in either case, would have been ruled uncatchable. So it will result in a Loveland punt. It was nearly intercepted. The closest player to it was Jacob Andre for Sycamore. That ball was some 10 feet over the head of Hamill. Lund on for another punt. This one off the right side there. It'll go towards the Loveland sideline. It'll take a bounce forward this time, so a break there. We'll see where they mark the ball at. 46-yard line, so 31-yard punt that time for Lund. And that's where Sycamore will take over with 4.13 remaining in the third quarter, and the Aviators leading 50-14. to 14. Back on offense. Looks like they're bringing in the backup quarterback here. Looks like uh, take a look and see. Andrew Fair's night might be done. Engel yeah. is going to take the snap here. And he hands it off up the middle to John Dothit, <coughs> the sophomore tailback. He crossed midfield to the 49-yard line and a helmet issue again. It's not fair this time. Instead, it's Ben Bobs, the offensive lineman. He also had a shoulder pain issue. He has to come out because he lost the lid. And Douthit looks like he had an equipment issue, so he'll have to come out. Maybe, in fact, just had his mouthpiece pop out. And so McConnell will have to come back in for the play as they're trying to Sycamore starting to get some of the backups into this one with three and a half to play in the third quarter and a 36-point lead. Engel remains the guy to take the snap. McConnell out to the near side at receiver as he replaced Douthit, who was a tailback. Engel takes the snap and a handoff up the middle. Doubt Doubt that they let come back into the game. They signaled him out. Now he's back in there. So, yeah. A change of the mind of our officiating crew here. Not sure what that one was about, but nevertheless, it's a handoff. It'll be enough for the first down to the 44-yard line for Sycamore. Fairfield knocked off Centerville 33-7. That game has gone final. Hamilton leading West Claremont 21-0 in the third. We'll get you some more scores as we move along here. Turpin leading Lakota East in the fourth, 28-21. Good game there. LaSalle, 24, Lakota West, nothing. And off here, Douthit again to the 42, minimal gain. Stopped by a gang of Tigers. Check on other scores as they come in. The handoff to the 42-yard line, approaching two minutes to play in the 
third quarter. Princeton leading Milford 7-0 that game approaching halftime. Back here at Sycamore, though, it's second and eight. Engel has Celestine behind him in the pistol. They're going to hand off. Now it's to Douthit. Douthit trying to cut up in the middle. John Douthit making a man miss. And from behind is eventually raked down and what could have been called a horse collar there by Trent Williamson of Loveland as he just reached in at the back of the neck and yanked on Douthit to try to slow him down. A little surprised I am that there wasn't, in fact, a horse collar called on the play. But yeah. it's enough for a first down to the 34-yard line. Could, could easily have had been. And I'm impressed, too, with this Sycamore team, how deep they are at running backs. I mean, they have a sophomore on the field, and it looks like he could be a four-year starter. Engel remains the guy taking the snaps. Douthit stays back there with him. Engel and Douthit both are sophomores. Engel's had a big night. Douthit's trying to show he can do it his way. Here comes Cody Charles in motion. Charles hit in the backfield immediately and slammed down by Zach Owens, who came firing in off the right side. Nice play by Owens. You talk about pinning your ears back and just going after whoever's in the backfield. Owens, nice job. Loss of six back to the 40. As we go under a minute to play in the third quarter. Uh, stoppage in play again by our crew. No injury or anything this time. Looks like the referee's talking to both teams, kind of. A couple of guys getting a little chippy inside for each side. Looks like it was Chris Fields for Sycamore and for Loveland. Looks like it was Ben Morrison. Two guys right in the middle of the line. So after that, we resume play. A second and 16 from the 40. Engel in the pistol has Douthit behind him. Douthit's going to He is planted in the backfield and driven down by Trent Williamson. He was nearly there at the point of the handoff. He timed that snap perfect and shot that A-gap and... He almost took the handoff away, away from uh, away yeah. from Ingle there. That's a that's that's a that's a hit of the week award nominee. As a, that'll bring the third quarter to a close. One more quarter to go here in Sycamore on the opening night of the 2019 season, and the Aviators about to close it out. They lead Loveland 50 to 14, heading to the fourth here on ESP Media, powered by Sidearm Sports. Budget Door of Cincinnati has you covered. We specialize in repair and installation of commercial doors, security gates, and dock levelers. With affordable rates, 24-hour commercial service, and free replacement quotes, Budget Door can help you with any of your dock or door projects. Have an issue with your home garage door or opener? Budget Door can help with that, too. Servicing the tri-state area for over 30 years, Budget Door offers quality service at a budget price. Call 513-851-6644 to schedule your door repair or replacement today. Quarter about to begin. Sycamore comfortably ahead, 50 to 14. Right now, the ball is third and 21 
on the Loveland 45-yard line. Handoff is to Charles on the sweep. Charles coming down the left sideline is punched out at about the 33-yard line, and in doing so, the Loveland Tiger made the hit. Is injured, has been injured on the play, holding his right shoulder. Can't quite tell who that is in front of us down there. As he lowered the shoulder to try and knock Charles out. He took the brunt of the blow. I believe that's DeMargo Johnson for Loveland, who is down on the play. holding that He is indeed holding their right shoulder, that right arm. The training staff taking a look at him. That's the last thing that you want to see. Brock, this late in the game. Just want to, at this point, I don't think there's any question as to the, the result of this game. Now, now it's you want to get guys... Don't want to get anybody hurt going forward. Johnson able to jog off under his own power, holding that right shoulder limp as he does it. But that's the kind of thing you don't want to see given the scenario in which we're in right now at a 50-14 to 14 game. Yep, yep. And, you know, there was a flag on the play too. That's going to knock Sycamore back. Um, so kind of negates the, the big game there. But, you know, like you said, you, you hate to see people get injured at any points of the game, um, especially when, you know, you have the running clock and um, – teams are more so just working on next week um, and it's a shame to see somebody go down right especially right after they make a tackle the flag was a hold so it backs the ball back to midfield where it'll be third down and 26 for the aviators angle remains the man to take the snap as after fairs night is done angle looks like he's going to throw angle wants to throw pressured Still looking to throw it, and he spikes it into the ground, moving forward, and I think they may get him for intentional grounding. He threw it forward. I'm, I'm not sure if the ball crossed the line of scrimmage. It is intentional grounding and a loss of down. They threw the ball at the, the excuse me, the flag at the 48-yard line, so I think they ruled that the ball did not cross the line of scrimmage, which is the, re the reason for the penalty because he threw it right in the middle of the field where there were bodies seemingly everywhere. So as a result of the play, Sycamore will have to send on the punting unit. Springboro has defeated Mason by a score of 34-7. Middletown still all over Western Hills, 49-0 in that one. And at last check, Oak Hills and East Central scoreless. So Sycamore will send on the punting unit. We thought Andrew Fair's night was done. He has punting duties to maintain. And it looks like Sharkley, the man in the backfield, will take a timeout for Loveland. I don't think they had enough guys on the field. So the Tigers will spend a timeout here, and that will momentarily stop the clock with 10.16 to go in this ballgame. It looks like Loveland here will get some pretty good field position um, with the two penalties, bringing Sycamore back on their side of the 50. And you wonder at this point, maybe is Calvin Cloud's night over at this point in the game, or maybe maybe we see him one more series. I, would, I wouldn't think we'd see him one more series, if, if at all, the rest of this night. Yeah, and again, especially with the injury happening on the defense, you, you, know, you hate to see that happen, and especially to your quarterback. So... It, 
So we'll get things reorganized out of the timeout. The ball at the Sycamore 43-yard line. It's interesting, look at this punting formation. Fair is the punter, and he is standing only eight yards behind the line of scrimmage. Now again, he is the starting quarterback, but it's interesting, he's so short. He's going to send it to the right side. A good kick it's going to be spiraling away from the return man, Sharkley, and it'll go out of bounds near the Loveland 25-yard line, and they'll mark it at the about the 27. It's a good directional kick from Fair. One step and let it go. A 30-yard punt, and that's where Loveland will begin this possession with exactly 10 minutes to go in this ballgame. It looks like Cloud will come out for this series along with Liam Hamill. I'm really surprised that the Hamill st especially still being in this game. But we'll see what happens here on this sequence. Five receivers. Cloud, plenty of time. Lob it down the middle. Hamill was out there and just out of his reach, incomplete. Hamill had nobody around him. And Cloud let him just a bit too much. And another aviator is down. As he went, the defender went for the hit on Cloud and went down, and Cloud's still limping just a bit. He did take a hard hit there. It almost seems like every pass he stayed in the pocket for a decent amount of time he gets hit afterwards. If we have another issue with a cramp. Again, the, the man down is, is having his right leg, looks like it's worked on or stretched out by the trainer. That's Kai Williams again. You just you wonder, Brock, what, what, in this situation with 9:40 to go, what, in a 50 to 14 game, why is your best defender, one of your best defenders, still in the ball game? I mean, it's 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 surprising. That, it and is. That, that's my point. It's, it's it surprising. Is. You can see walking. He is all kinds of cramped up. Yep, it's very surprising, especially because you know he's had a good game, so it's, it almost doesn't make sense like he needs to work on something or, or a different reason he would still be in there. I would have to think at this point you've got to just say he's done for the night. Out of the play, the pass, the backwards pass. That is a live ball, and Jackson eventually is able to go down and get it and keep it for Loveland, but all the way back at his own 12-yard line as Cloud just airmailed him once again. I think it's safe to say that Cloud does have an arm, and he can't get it out there, but he's been aiming a little high all game. We talked about it earlier in the game. Jackson's a guy you, you don't want. It's easy to airmail him. He's just five foot seven. They'll move the they'll spot the ball at the 14-yard line. So a loss of 13 on the play on the back the, the failed attempt at a backwards lateral. Cloud moves a man to the right, and he'll have an empty backfield. Cloud over the middle, and Hamill was out there again, just too high and incomplete. Two defenders in the area, and that's just Loveland taking a shot down the field. Yeah, especially it looked like uh, Luca Alquino uh, was wide open there on the top side, but Cloud was trying to find the, the big target there in Hamill. Seems like this Sycamore defense, the more the game's going on, is keying in on Hamill and trying to take him out of the offense as much as possible. I would be surprised if we see Hamill again the rest of this night as we approach eight minutes to go. Lund stands on his own two-yard line to punt this ball away. Low snap, but he's able to handle it and gets off his best kick of the night. It's going to send 
The return man of Sycamore back to his own 40-yard line, going across to the far side. He's dragged down at midfield. Terrific punt that time from Lund. It'll put the ball at midfield for Sycamore, but given the night Lund has had punting the ball, that, that's his best. For Sycamore, there another sophomore showing the speed getting around the corner. Yeah, you're right. That was a 41-yard punt with a return of five on the play. So now will Engel continue to take the snaps for Sycamore with 7.30 to go and the clock continue to roll. He will, and Douthat will be behind him. Or now moves alongside from the gun. Low snap right through the legs of Engel, and he'll just fall on it back at the 37-yard line. It has been an adventure at times for the centers of Sycamore. First time we've seen one go through the legs of the quarterback. Saw several of them nearly go over the head of Andrew Fair when he was in the ballgame. Right now, Andrew Cathy, the backup center in the game, sent that one right back to Engel. Almost like a ground ball. I don't know that that ball ever got more than six inches off the ground. Yeah, I don't think so either. It's also a smart play just to fall on it, you know, late in the game. Um, don't try to do too much and just take the loss. 53-14, to 14, your score, 6.40 to go. Doubt it. Trying to cut to the right side, nowhere to go. Eventually tried working his way left, and he is slammed down on the play by the Tigers' defense. Six fifteen to go. Thank your pardon before it is fifty to fourteen, not fifty-three to fourteen. Fifty to fourteen in favor of Sycamore. Clock continues to roll. It is third down and a long way to go. 22, in fact, for the Aviators. And Engel looking for the adjustment of sidelines. We go under six minutes to play. Wanting his man Charles to go in motion. He does. Engel hands it off to Douth. The Douth that lost the ball, picked up by the Tigers, and Loveland will have it on the turnover. Zach Bebout with the recovery for the Tigers. So Loveland, defense forcing a turnover here as of late. And they shot the A-gap again. It's been working for him most game. On a night when you've been giving up chunks of yardage, that's a good way to, as things wind down in this one for the defense, feel good about themselves to know they forced a turnover in that situation. Cloud will be back on the field, as is Liam Hamill. I'm sure if Coach Cruz just wants to get his, his guys reps build that continuity moving forward or what have you. Hamill's going to get the handoff up the middle, trying to go left side. Liam Hamill, well, he just will not give up. He's out near the 30-yard line. It'll be a gain of about four on the play. Just so tough is Liam Hamill. O'Rain leading Wayne 28-19. That game in the fourth. Big game there for O'Rain to get their season started. Cloud here. With the handoff to Hamill, trying to cut the middle. Not much doing there as he tried to start to the right, jump back to the left, nothing doing. May have gotten back to the line of scrimmage and not much more. It'll be third down and a long six. 
with the Tigers needing the 25-yard line, 440 remaining in this one. And Loveland looking for points for the first time since the second quarter. Cloud, uh, hand off to Hamill, nearly lost the ball. Hand Hamill gets it, though. Going to try and bounce outside, breaks through a couple tackles. He'll have the first down to the 22-yard line. What slow developing play is I don't know that Hamill thought Cloud was going to keep that ball, but he stuck it in there, and Hamill don't, doing what he does, makes guys miss, gets the first down. Yeah, the transition wasn't the best, but like you said, Hamill takes it makes something out of nothing. The ball will be spotted the 23-yard line. And Loveland having issues getting set. Mason Moore, the junior, tailback in. He'll take the place of Liam Hamill. And now we resume play. Pass, quick pass out to the left side is caught. It'll be near the first down marker. Brecken Sharkley with the catch, and a late flag comes in. Might be a late, a late hit on the sideline, perhaps. I'm not sure. Came in well after the play was over. The way the body language is looking, it may actually be against Sharkley. I think it, I think it got Sharkley maybe with an extra shot after the play was over. And that's the type of play that will drive a coaching staff crazy. Absolutely. You've been struggling to get the offense going all night, and you're finally starting to put a nice drive together, and then all of a sudden that happens. So the penalty moves the ball back to the 29-yard line. It'll make it second and 16. Five wide for Cloud. Cloud, plenty of time, wants a shot deep down the left side. Head Sharkley out there. Got it for the touchdown. Beautiful ball from Cloud to Sharkley. You can talk about atoning yourself for a penalty just a moment ago. And how about the throw from Cloud? Absolutely perfect. Yep, he had the time in the pocket and was able to step up. And, I mean, he led him perfect in the end zone. Didn't have to slow up one bit, didn't have to dive. It was Almost the best pass could be. Second time, Cloud and Sharkley have hooked up tonight for the score. <clears throat> With 2.32 to play, Logan Farnsworth on for his third extra point try of the evening. Low snap is, and causes a low kick right into the line. Not a good snap, and Luca Aquilino, the backup quarterback for Loveland, just could not handle it. And the extra point is no good. So the score with 2.32 to go is Sycamore 50 and Loveland 20. And we'll take a break. Be back in just a moment here on ESP Media, powered by Sidearm Sports. Enjoying tonight's broadcast but missed the first 30 minutes? No need to worry. Appointment listening for all ESP Media broadcasts can be found at soundcloud.com backslash ESP Media or subscribe to our podcast on iTunes. Search for ESP Media. Appointment listening by ESP Media since 2010.
Calvin Cloud, a second touchdown pass of the night to Brecken Sharkley. Makes it a 30-point Sycamore lead at 50-20 after the failed extra point with two minutes and 32 seconds remaining in the contest. Game number one of the new era of Loveland Tigers football under Andy Cruz. Still a long way to go. Not only tonight, but to build forward for the rest of the season and going forward through the Andy Cruz era at Loveland. Farnsworth will send it away. A high floater going to be taken by McConnell at the 16-yard line. McConnell makes one man miss into the middle. McConnell just so electric. Making more guys miss. McConnell trying to get out to the far side. He's got blockers now. McConnell down the far sideline. Jordan McConnell continues to make men miss. Eventually caught from behind at the 27-yard line. A flag comes flying in from about 20 yards away on the play. But there tonight is no other word to describe Jordan McConnell other than electric. It looked like he was going to go the distance and was eventually nabbed from behind by Jonah Cox, the backup receiver for Loveland. And it'll be backed up a little bit anyway due to an illegal block in the back. But nevertheless, you're Loveland. You're, you're glad you're not going to see Jordan McConnell the rest of the season. What a nightmare he's going to be in the GMC going forward for the Aviators. He's just so dynamic. Gives you those, those assets you just can't teach. He's so quick. He, he doesn't take a lot of room to get going. And as soon as you think you have him bottled up, he makes one guy miss, and he's off to the races. It's a great point. Two steps, and he's at full speed. Clock runs. We're under a minute to go. And we'll likely just have one final play here, probably a kneel down from Engel. And it looks like that, that's what it'll wind up being, the victory formation for Sycamore. It was a dominant first half for the Aviators as they raced out to a 33 to nothing lead and never looked back. Signs of life offensively as the clock winds down. Another play will not be had here. But uh, Brock, signs of life for Loveland. Things you can take away from this game that are positives despite the fact that you're going to fall in this game by score 50 to 20. Yeah, and you know if, if you are Loveland, you have to look at it as you have a quarterback who can throw the ball. We saw flashes of it. Uh, you have your, your running back, Liam Hamill, who at times just seems unstoppable. And you have your wide receiver, um, you know, Brickley, Brickley, uh, Brecken Sharkley, who has developed some pretty good chemistry there with Cloud. So um, definitely, definitely good things to look forward to for a level of football. So not the Tigers' night tonight, but they'll get a chance one week from now to – Get into the win column, and we'll have the broadcast for you here on ESP Media next Friday night versus Lebanon, 7 p.m. First home game of the season for the Tigers. Come on out. It's also youth night and charity night, so you want to be a part of that. That'll wrap it up here from Sycamore. Brock Faulkner, Jason Griefer, thank you so much for joining us. Loveland falls short on opening night by a score 50-20 to 20 at the hands of Sycamore. We'll see you one week from now. You've been listening to Loveland Tigers football on ESP Media, powered by Sidearm Sports.